It's the Hoosier Sophisticated Show. Question all the things that you know. Steve likes the weed. Steve likes the weed. Talk about DMT. The DMT. Hoosier Sophisticated Show. The Hoosier Sophisticated Show. Hoosiers with the drinks. Sophisticated blasphemy. It's the Hoosier Sophisticated Show. Question all the things that you know So let's set our minds free for the singularity It's the Hoosier Sophisticate Show The Hoosier Sophisticate Show from Hoosier Sophisticate. Let us all remember we are only as good as our last breath. Good morning, sophisticated Hoosiers. It's a lovely January 20th, year of our Lord, 2021, uh, the United States of America gets a new leader today. We're just going to have some fun. We're going to chat. I hope everyone is doing well. Hopefully your uh, morning meditation sets you right. Um, we're going to have a good time today, guys. So I'm going to bust out a little different view here and... Uh, just uh, check in with you. What are you guys thinking about the inauguration? We always kind of try to avoid uh, uh, politics eh, to a certain degree around here, at least kind of national politics that don't seemingly go anywhere. Uh, I'm going to do my best not to drone on with you guys. We are going to be joined by Makate uh, in the 9 o'clock hour, and he and I are going to get into the weeds a little bit. I'm pretty excited about it. He and I spoke last night, and... Uh, We've been kind of uh, chomping at the at the uh, bit a little bit to uh, get to know one another. I am. Uh, I walked out of the house. I got ready this morning. Uh, it was a nice. I had a nice little night of sleep. And um, after, you know, going home after working my second job, and then going home and uh, tutoring my kid. I'm now. Uh, I would say, uh, average in um, uh, uh, graphing linear equations. Uh, so I'm really kicking some ass. Uh, I'm really kicking some ass with some some eighth grade algebra right now. So uh, pat me on the back for that. Um, and uh, anyway, I got a decent night's sleep, and I get up this morning. I'm having a nice little shower. And uh, and what happens? Well, I uh, I left the house without my glasses, so I'm having a little hard time reading the uh, the text. Um, and it is what it is. Sound is funny. Well, um, hopefully it figures it out. Hopefully I'm coming through well now. Uh, just let me know one way or the other. I Jason is on his way in here to kind of uh, run the back end of things to get some sound out in the studio. In the meantime, I'm just going off of physical levels, and it looks like it sounds 
pretty good. So uh, sounds like uh, we got a few people saying it sounds sounds great there. Great, wonderful, terrific. Glad to hear it. Uh, I apologize. W- was it uh, was it weird when I did the meditation? Is that when the sound was weird? Because that's entirely possible. I was I was uh, going through the studio mic, and I've been getting my ass kicked by that thing here lately. Um, so we get a new president today. And then all of our problems are fixed, guys. That's that's good. Uh, uh, and without you know offering uh, too much opinion on one or the other, I felt as though you know uh, uh, what was it? I guess the the other day as they actually certified the votes, I I, I didn't feel like we had a chance of uh, of winning uh, as a nation uh, as long as we're looking at it as our guys uh, our guy winning and their guy losing. Um, we've got to get back to moving in some kind of step. And that's not to say that there hasn't always been, you know, political turmoil, but this one's been a little bit different. And honestly, at least it seemed like with the parties full of shit, there was kind of somebody who, uh, uh, um, you know, was leading the path forward, who was somewhat competent. Uh, and I feel as though we've slowly kind of backslid um, to where it's, you know, if anything, if anything, I'm what I'm grateful for in President Trump's presidency is that we, we show people um, I like the mirror that it is. Uh, and we show people how, um, you know, that office shouldn't be as powerful as it is. And there were people parroting, you know, when uh, President Obama uh, uh, took uh, a lot of uh, kind of mm, what's the word? Uh authoritative executive action that, you know, it's all fine and good when they're doing stuff that you like, you're not going to like it when it's the other side doing stuff that you don't like. Um, So I'm hoping that we can get back to uh, a system of government where Congress can keep our presidents in check and it all stops being, uh, you know, a a 24-hour reality show and that's as much on the media as it is on anybody. So, uh, anyway, for those of you who are excited about the inauguration today, I hope that you enjoy it, uh, and I hope that it, that it uh, brings you some solace uh, if, uh, in, in times of angst. And that's something that uh, Makate and I are going to talk about today, is figuring out how to, be, um, a, uh, how to boost the signal of love in a world that is uh, uh, really bathing in a fear cycle right now. And it's very difficult, especially when uh, when that fear uh, becomes reality and hits close to home, economic shutdowns, uh, major health pandemics. Uh, there are have been all kinds of things to uh, root people in fear, uh, especially over the last year. And we all know that fear is a great motivator and it's also a great seller. Um, and so there are a lot of people profiting off of fear. Um, but I believe, we believe, that love is easily as profitable. So uh, it just depends on what we lean into, right? So uh, I'm having a real tough time with these. Uh, I'll tell you what I can do. I can pull up this video, and I'm just going to be a little bit behind on the, uh, on the comments. But I hope that you guys will uh, join in, throw, throw uh, what you have at me, everything that you have at me. Sound is fine now. Great. Yeah, just like in the monitor. Okay. Okay. It'll all be fixed tomorrow. No sweat. No sweat at all. So uh, we got that. Uh, There's a couple of things going on I wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, There are scientists saying that uh, AI will reach a point uh, that it's uncontrollable, uh, no matter how smart we think we are. 
there is a new tech item that allows us to experience life in the third person. Some of us uh, have known that as ketamine uh, for a long time, but uh, there's a backpack uh, that you can essentially, you can put on, walk through the world, and what it does is it kind of floats behind you to allow you to see you walking around like like your own game of Grand Theft Auto, uh, I guess, if you will. And some poor schlup uh, is missing $275 billion uh, with a B, which, uh, as many of you know, would make him the richest man in the world. We're going to talk about all of that. We're going to have some fun. Uh, I, I appreciate, I want to I want to announce uh, something that I'm very appreciative of, and that is uh, yesterday, uh, it, it would appear that my, uh, it would appear that Steve uh, started something, um, and there are a lot of people in the community determined to see it through, and that is, uh, that is very special. Uh, yesterday... I saw somebody maybe share a Clover post saying, check out the comments. Uh, and Clover was talking about their new flavor of sodas, of Keef Colas or Keef Root Beer or whatever it is. Um, and even there were people that were even uh, trying to uh, praise them for, you know, for bringing it to market, but still let them know that, you know, they are opting to not buy these products until they make actual medicine available. Now, <clears throat> I've noticed something personally in my own personal life and I'm trying to I'm trying to apply it to everything that's going on. Uh, personally in my own life over the course of the last week or so, um, my emotions have been running pretty high, especially with this fight for actual medicine. Um and in that emotion, and this is something I think for the most part we've been, uh, let's be honest, uh, Hoosier Sophisticate has has made, has made gotten to where it is and the community has gotten to where it is by being inclusive, by uh, coming to the table to talk to people we even disagree with, by being respectful, by being a place of love. And over the course of at least the last week, maybe two weeks, um, it's gotten very snarky. It's gotten very... Mm, it's gotten very negative and uh it, it 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 you can't help but feel it spill over when that happens and it's not to say that the negativity uh isn't warranted because it is because let's be honest nobody was talking about fico until a couple of weeks ago i mean there was a handful that were whispering about it and parents that were having to whisper about it and asking and begging and pleading where they could go to get medicine um so that conversation's always been going on but nobody has been holding the quote unquote medical marijuana uh, missouri medical marijuana industry accountable um and that started uh it started with steve uh, going going at people and so uh you know and, and people and some people had some some backhanded underhanded shit to say about it too uh people that are expecting to to be paid by dispensaries people that are expecting to be paid by weed brands they thought they had some smart shit to say um and and these people they like to pat themselves on the back over um 
you know, over what they've done in the past, as if, you know, nobody else, you know, uh, uh, grew medicine illegally or made it available illegally. Like, a lot of people carried a lot of stuff. That does not – your your past prior experience is something that's great to base kind of, uh, uh, you know, who you are on some things, but it doesn't absolve you from, from actually holding people accountable for what is needed. And in, in this moment, medicine is needed. And uh, it took it took some people kind of, you know, beating their chest uh, to get some people to hear it. Now, with that being said, I've long said that you're never going to coerce me into action. It's just not going to happen. I can be compelled into action. I cannot be coerced. And I hope that that is uh, a so I hope that people are moving through life similarly. Nobody is is moved by the little child that is uh, throwing themselves on the ground and pounding their fists on the floor uh, and, and doing it for, you know, until they, they run out of breath or, you know, they lose their voice. No one is, no one is moved by that. Um, but people can be compelled, and love is compelling, and coercion is fear. And so uh, that's the way that we're going to that's the way that we're going to take, that's the direction we're going to take here. I didn't spend, you know, five years uh, uh, developing relationships with people just to turn around and call them cocksuckers because I know that to not be true. I know that uh, uh, many people, I, I believe that the vast majority of, uh, of people are good. Uh, I believe in the inherent good of people. And, uh, and with that, good morning, Bruce. Uh, and with that, uh, I believe that we can affect some real change. Now, sometimes you got to stand on top of a, a, of a milk crate and you got to shout at everybody until you at least have their attention. Um, and I believe that we have their attention. So now it's time to move in a way and communicate in a way that is palatable to adults, to achieving adults. Uh, and that's the direction I'm going to move. Uh, also, we have sponsors that are involved with this show. And the reason that they got involved with this show is because they believe in what this community is and what this show has always stood for, um, because it's been a love first community from day one. Uh, so with that being said, uh, they are not nobody. Nobody has nobody that's actually making a paycheck uh, from the industry, uh, especially the the. Um, tangential uh, businesses or the supplementary businesses, auxiliary businesses, uh, to to the actual uh, license winners, uh, anybody who is just trying to do some business with them really can't afford to uh, have less outlets um, to work with. And uh, I caught myself yesterday in a conversation because we are fired up that there is no FICO. And uh I'm working with Jason at Sweetleaf, and we got something really cool uh, working up, and I believe it's going to give dispensaries an opportunity to get on. It's actually going to give every license winner an opportunity to get on board to make this happen so that nobody has to feel bad about bringing boutique products to market um, that, that mimic a, a recreational market. Um, we're just going, but but in the meantime, as as long as there are only a select few people allowed to cultivate and manufacture medicine, uh, our needs need to be heard. We are two and a half years into a program, uh, and there is no RSO available or FICO oil, and that's what what the the point I was trying to get uh, to with all of this. 
I got into an argument because we're asking, where's the RSO? Where's the FICO? Where's the RSO? And when I say RSO, I'm saying it as, you know, as the full extract cannabis oil that we know it to be. I understand Rick Simpson used a different method to do it. I understand we've found better methods to do it. This is a, to me, this is a marijuana, uh, don't say marijuana, say cannabis type argument. There's room for it. Uh, it is important on some levels. It's especially important when you're uh, a parent and maybe the kid that you're treating has potential allergies to how it is extracted. So it, it on that level, it is important. But on the whole, when we're asking the industry uh, for medicine and we're trying to educate people, uh, good morning, Belinda, uh, it is important that um, we don't lose sight of what we're actually asking for. With all of that said, I got chippy with somebody in, uh, in a post that was talking about RSO or FICO. They insisted on it being called FICO. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Uh, they insisted on it being called FICO. And at first, I was just like, why, why does this matter right now? Why does this matter right now? I feel like you are deflecting the conversation from what we should be talking about. However, uh, good morning, Mike. Uh, and, and, and Kush Coach, I agree with you. Like, by God, Rick Simpson, he needs all the – Rick Simpson brought this to light. And the guy doesn't have a pot to piss in. He's got, you know, the, he's got the law up his ass and he's sick now. Like, I think we can get away with calling it Rick Simpson oil and just – uh, you know, and, and and just move on, right? Like, we're, we're all talking about the same thing. However, this is how jaded I am. I want to, you know, there are a couple of people in this industry that I absolutely adore in the, in the Missouri movement, people that are untouchable. Uh, I try to tell them uh, often how much they mean to me, how much they mean to the movement, and me telling them doesn't fucking make it so. Everybody sees the amount of work and sacrifice that they do. And they do it not because it's just this passion project, but because they were thrown into this by, by diseases and sicknesses that were out of their control. And so there's a couple of people that are completely off limits uh, to me as far as you know getting sideways with. And I caught myself yesterday getting sideways with Wendy Turner, and I love Wendy. I love the Turner family. I love Tommy. I love Wendy. I love Colton. I love Skyler. I love. I love the whole crew. I think that family. I think the world of that family. Um, and I can't state enough how I, it took me a minute. It took me a minute. I was digging my heels in, saying, "You know, God damn it, stop changing this conversation. This is. I'm not talking about what we should call it. I'm talking about that we fucking need it." But I'm sitting here, and I. I'm, I was preaching to the choir. I was preaching to a mother who, you know, Fico Oil saved her kid's life and is currently saving her kid's life. And I'm sitting here, like, having a back and forth with her over something that's not, honestly, like, if it's if it's worth her to defend, then by God, if she tells me, Craig, it matters because, you know, when we used to go in, you know, my, my son was almost poisoned by, by uh, poorly extracted RSO. And, you know, if she says it matters, then I'm going to fucking shut up. I'm going to shut up about it. Uh, I think we were both having kind of two different conversations. And I also think that earlier on, she was telling me, um, she was agreeing with me. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't want 
she didn't want the conversation to be sidetracked. It wasn't until I dug in on somebody else. And, and be honest, like I, I came with the snark first. I was like, great, cool. You guys talk about terminology. Fine. Wonderful. I'm going to work on getting gallons of fucking FICO oil to patients. And that's where I was at. And I was just getting more and more. Um, I was getting more and more, I guess, obstinate about it, you know. Um, but look, here's the deal. Um, I hope, I hope we're living in a world. I really do. Like we're, we're, we're living in a world where, where shaming in public on social media is, um, is considered, you know, uh, fair play in order to get people to change their ways. And I'm not sure that I entirely disagree with that. You know, you take an action, you have to, to, uh, stand by the potential repercussions of that action. What I fear is, is that after someone has been dragged, there's also this thing. It's one thing to be dragged. It's another thing to be canceled. And so uh, I hope that we're creating a space where we can all have a bad day and we can all, uh, um, you know, then we can all fucking get the poison out. Um, and then we can uh, essentially come back and apologize for any hurt feelings or, you know, anything along those lines. I'm not looking for enemies in this industry. It's too small, and the number of good ones, I really, now, I will say that, you know, what what a lot of people, um, how the industry has taken off versus how the industry looked like it was shaping up and the people that were going to be able to participate in it is a little disheartening. Um, a lot of stuff is, is, is frustrating us. And, you know... Part of leading, I think, I think one of the best things that uh, people can do at the forefront of the conversation is be able to apologize. You know, um, I'm not, I'm not apologizing. I'm not, um, I'm not backpedaling on, on people, on a select few people who I, th- I truly think don't have any um, desire to to operate in a medical market. In Missouri, I'm, I'm I'm simply not that interested in letting those people off the hook. I am interested in starting a cordial conversation about what this market is and what we thought we were voting for. So uh, um, there are people who I think there's been some shrapnel. I think I think taking shots at a select few, uh, <coughs> you know. Big company kind of uh, Stan Kroenke types, if you will, uh, Walmart, uh, uh, the Walmarts of cannabis. I think taking shots at them is fair game. I think that the game that they play uh, is 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 affecting um, people a lot more like me uh, and a lot more like like the the people that make up our community, uh, people that do make up our community. So uh, it's not lost on me that dispensaries are handcuffed. It's not lost on me. It's never been lost on me. I think the first time this came up, I think it's a pretty easy thing to understand if you understand how supply chains work. Uh, however, I, we would like to see these, we would like to see this coalition of dispensaries who all kind of are saying the same thing, who are all saying, yes, we're asking for this, uh, and we're not getting it. No one's making it. Um, I don't think it's too much to ask them to stand up and and say, look, you know, you got to do better. We're not going to buy this product until you do better. However, I also understand that there are other 
uh, medical applications. Good morning, Dennison. How are you? Uh, there are other medical applications besides FECO protocols, right? I talk, we talk about this all the time. Smoking a joint, eating an edible uh, made of distillate, all of these things are great. Uh, they can potentially curb anxiety. They can help uh, increase appetite. They can help with sleep. Um, but, um, but, you know, when you're talking about someone who, uh, you know, has a, has a terminal diagnosis, we're talking about getting them medicine that actually has an opportunity to reverse that diagnosis and distillates ain't getting it and smoking ain't getting it. Okay. So the, at the, at the forefront, I feel, we feel as though those needs need to be met in the market before we start celebrating and tap dancing about candy. Okay. That's fine. I'm not going to keep beating a dead horse. Uh, I've made no, I, I've, I've never made it a secret. There are dispensaries that I work with. Um, you know, I've created some of the merchandise for, I'm actually in marketing and branding. So believe me when I say I understand what many of these companies are doing. Uh, uh, my nine to five job, uh, well, my noon to five job, now that I got this one, uh, is is one that um, allows me to kind of have my finger on the pulse of uh, different advertising modalities and uh, different marketing uh, uh, ways of marketing. Uh, and I also work with digital marketers. So I understand what they're doing, and that's fine. Um, and I also, and, that, and, and honestly, you know, just running it back to the only other time where I feel like maybe I went a little too far, uh, you know, uh, kind of, I don't know, lambasting the, the state or the, or the program, was when um, IP-128 was being introduced at the beginning of last year. Uh, and that all started because someone decided they had some smart shit to say to Ashley Markham and Ashley Markham's an untouchable. She's an untouchable for me. If somebody fucking uh, comes at my gal, I'm going to show my fucking teeth to him. You know, she's one of the, she's, she's one of the good ones and I'm not going to let anybody do it. And that's, that's the other thing, you know, uh, Ashley works with the dispensary down in Springfield and, and, you know, if she's telling me this is how it's going, then I have no reason to not believe her. She's that, I respect her that much. So, I've never made it a, a secret that I work with these people. I, I have collected checks on the cannabis industry. I've collected more money from the cannabis industry doing what I do from noon to five than I, than I ever have sitting here. Uh, and I ever probably will sitting here because that's not what this is. This is a community page. Uh, and, um, you know, we're just trying to, we're just trying to, um, you know, we're just trying to make the community a little bit better. Um, with that being said, I, I completely would understand over the course of the last few weeks why, um, why some people at those dispensaries would tell us to go pound sand. And I don't know that they would be wrong. However, um, you know, I can get out in front of them and say, hey, look, I, I, I'm not sorry for the conversation we started. I'm not sorry for the way that we've made people think. I'm not sorry for the light that we've painted you in because you yourself are living in that light. Um, I am sorry for the shrapnel uh, and collateral damage to small small businesses and dispensary winners who um, who frankly they're they're just doing what they can to get by, and I I you know I am um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for I'm empathetic to to the cause of small business owners who are just trying to fucking make a payroll and just trying to keep doors open. 
Um, I think that dispensaries will happily carry any cannabis product that they can. And I think that there are people like Denison Collard at Native Hemp Extract that are making Delta 8 gummies available that are an awesome uh, uh, substitute for uh, Delta 9 THC edibles um, and at, at roughly half the price. So I, I, I feel like there are conversations that can be had, uh, uh, connections that can be made to where we can, we can get through this. But in the meantime, and I've got a I've got a meeting tomorrow. I'm going to drive half across the I'm going to drive all the way across the state, and and hopefully make some uh, make some headway there about FICO. Uh, and it's you know that's that's the deal. That's what we're doing here. Uh, I'm not looking for enemies. I was never looking for enemies. I'm also not. I, I also have plenty of friends. So uh, I'm not going to look the other way when I feel like people are doing the wrong thing. And we've said all along, a good friend tells their friends when they're being an asshole. Um, I think that it's I think it's fair and safe to say that, uh, um, you know, a lot of what we've said is fair play. And and exactly right. That's exactly right. So I'm going to I'm going to get to the text line a little bit here. Guys, I apologize again. I can't see a damned thing uh, right now. So I'm doing my best to uh, to to see. Uh, I, so I got up this morning, I was feeling great. I get in the shower, I, I get ready in the dark. Everybody's asleep. You know, it's whatever it's five 30 in the morning. And, uh, I got about halfway down the road and I'm like, man, everything's just kind of a little blurry. Um, you know, so, uh, I don't have glasses today. Um, calling, I'm just, just running back to the, calling an RSO pays homage to the guy that started it. But at the end of the day, it's fucking medicine. Got that right. I got in a giant argument with a couple assholes about that the other day. Who cares the name? If the product isn't available, does it matter? Uh, some lady tried to say RSO was a brand. I think that might be a lady that I got a little sideways with, but you know what? Like again, and I apologize to her. My, my, the point of that whole story was, is that sometimes it doesn't <laughs> I, I, it feels good to actually get the apology out, but all of that anxiety leading up to having to apologize is not great, right? But it's also it's also fear that keeps us from doing it. Fear and fear and pride kind of run hand in hand. Uh, and so you know, I don't know that gal. I don't know her, uh, but I know that um, you know, I know that being, I know that I know that there's enough people fucking lobbing Molotov cocktails, you know, on social media, and I think a lot of it is uh, gotcha moments. And I ain't that fucking gotcha guy, you know. I'm trying to actually advance a conversation. I told, the, I said the other night, I was fucking pissed off because I can't believe that we're still having to talk about this because there are things that are more pressing to me that are harder to get done. There are things that uh, I, I think are. Incre- just so much harder to get done, and I want to focus on those. We have a major mental health crisis. We have a major opioid crisis. Okay, I believe that psychedelics will be the, the they are the one thing. There is no one thing that fixes everything, but they are the one thing that will be most effective when it comes to taking on our mental health crisis and our opioid epidemic. Okay, and uh, and so I want to focus my attention on that. I feel like I am backsliding every time I have to remind these people that we have a medical program. And there is no reason, there is absolutely no reason why we shouldn't. I've always been, let's do this from a liberty standpoint. The first time I was pissed off, I was pissed off because I felt like thousands of Missourians 
got their life savings stolen from them in a fixed game by the state. I still stand by that. Um, so there's that. That's that's part one. That part pissed me off. Uh, yesterday, you know, we, we this group rallied around. Um, you know, we we all we all rallied rallied around Aubrey uh, this year. Um, but Aubrey is is um, you know she's just another little warrior. She's just another one of the little warriors that we've decided to take care of. And, you know, I got to see Adelie's mom, and I don't know how many of you are familiar with Adelie. Uh, I got to see her mom, but she was our recipient last year at the Washer Tournament. And she had an insanely uh, rare cancer. And, um, you know, man, it's just fucking hard. It's hard, and I don't think that anybody is making excuses. I don't think anybody's looking for an attaboy. But when you, when you see a casket this fucking big and you go to the funerals, it's hard. It's hard to see that. That shit, it takes a lot out of you to put everything you have into hope and then see an industry work against you. It takes everything in your power not to fucking go crazy when, when, when you are asking people who you know don't have two nickels to rub together and somehow they're the ones that can donate to these causes. And this is not new for this industry to turn its back on people looking for help to get patients medicine. I'm going to remind everybody that the very first cannabis conference in this state was run by Blake Bell and Project 422. And Project 422 was an organization that calls to mind that 22 veterans a day complete suicide. And we believe that cannabis and other healing modalities are a better opportunity for them to actually realize a life worth living when they come back from wars that we have no fucking business in, okay? When we threw that event, when we put on that event, it was a group of like eight of us, okay? Blake did a shitload of work. Guys like Chris Haney did a job. People probably don't want their name put out there because they weren't doing it for recognition, they were just doing it. And that conference, as far as information goes, was as good of a conference as I've ever been to. Dr. Sue Sisley was there. Dr. Jeffrey Hergenrather was there. Dr. Kassara Andre was there. We had doctors out the frickin' yin-yang coming to talk about the healing potential of cannabis. And when we reached out to Normal, Normal said, fuck Blake Bell, and turned their back on it. Okay, when we reached out to different lobbying organizations, they all turned their back on this thing. But you know what happened? We put on the conference, and there were potential patients and veterans that filled that hall. Okay, we did it anyway because we believe in something bigger than, than, than the, the money aspect of this industry. Okay, so it's really hard to do that to watch shit get, get, get done on the backs of veterans, right? Because that's what we earmarked these funds for. We earmarked the money for veterans. It's really, it's very, very difficult to watch 20, tens of millions of dollars made through the program and two million of it given to veterans and then the state using the other money, they, what they call like a surplus. It's not a surplus. They're using that money to fight Missourians. And if more of these Missourians were in the market, we'd have a lot better chance having actual medicine. So let me explain our anger and our angst a little bit to you so that you understand where we're coming from. Because these dispensary, uh, the, 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 I'm sorry, these, well, in some cases, 
the, the dispensary owners of, of, of these children's communities, they're not at these funerals. These manufacturers are not at these kids' funerals. These cultivators are not there. Okay? We're asking for fucking help. And the only people are helping are the people that have the least to give. Certainly, everybody can understand the frustration attached to that. With that being said, we can't do it alone. We can't fucking do this alone. We need the people who have the dollars. We need the people who have the resources. And we need the people who have the licenses to procure the medicine itself to all be working with us. I'm not your enemy. I'm not your enemy. I am a voice for patients. Period. End of story. I am a voice for patients because we have trade associations, but we don't have patient associations. That's the community. And some of us have been speaking with and for the community for several years. And we would be remiss to not say something when it's not right. We don't need to fucking harp on this all day. I want everyone to know that if for some reason, and I understand I can be abrasive, <laughs> I get it. I, I play Danny Diamonds. Uh, Danny Diamonds, that character comes out of that little fucking jerk-off that lives inside of me that I got to let out every now and then. That's who Danny Diamonds is. That's what Danny Diamonds do. Okay? Um, but I'm not trying to I'm – not, I'm not trying to uh, – there are some bridges I'll happily let burn. There are some bridges I will happily let burn. But I'm not trying to fight on 200 different fronts. I'm not picking a fight with every dispensary. I don't care how you advertise your shit. Just help me get medicine to people. Just help me do that. And if you do that, then we can feel pretty fucking good about what we're doing. So, with that said, let's go to the text line. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to create a way to make solventless RSO so folks can make it at home. Kush Coach, I am so excited to hear about that. And if you ever want to just fucking, we can pipe you in uh, to the show. We can talk about it. These people wouldn't let go of calling it the wrong thing. Again, I agree. Telling me it's not the same. I wish I would have seen the thread sooner. Sorry for not stepping in. It's fine. It's frustrating when you're trying to save lives of people are, are like before you do. Should, should we call it a fire cart or a fire truck? Should we call it a fire hose or fire straw? Right. We have too many enemies with each other in the country, let alone state. Good morning, Denison. We already went over that. Absolutely. Good morning, brother. Juice in the raw plant. Why can't they just make the oil themselves? Uh, I, I, if that's in regards to patients, um, they kind of can. There is a, a legal question, which uh, looks like Kush Coach is is, is trying to um, is trying to solve. Uh, let's see some full spectrum THC edibles at a minimum, no doubt. And and then that's the other thing. I would love people to understand that we are not uh, a dis distillate is not it's not enough. It's not enough. We need we need full plant spectrum medicine. Good morning, Amber. How are you? Um, really pushing juicing raw cannabis to folks that don't have access to RSO. Let me tell you something. Uh, I did a juice fast, uh, and I like I juice like bullshit, like I don't know, fucking kale or something. Like if I'm gonna drink green, it might as well be a fucking cannabis leaf. Um, Let's see. And is there any advice with DA to help with those medical protocols that FICO RSO help with? You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that D8. I mean, it's, certainly it's been discovered and it's been around long enough. Um, but 
I don't I don't know what it, what it could potentially help with. I can tell you this. I don't think D eight's going to make you feel higher after you take RSO because the couple of times I've tried RSO, I'm like I can't believe I I honest to God the first time I tried RSO, um, my wife was going through some medical stuff and and she and she just at wit's end just trying everything and 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 she's she's a lightweight uh, <laughs> she's a lightweight as it is and so you know she takes her little grain size of rice and. You know, I'm at work or whatever, and I come home. She goes, babe, I can't do that. I can't be a mom. I can't I can't function. I can't get work done around this house. I can't be available to our kids. And I'm like, it's a grain of rice, babe. Like, come on, figure it out. Um, so, but I didn't have a frame of reference, just stories. And uh, I woke up one Saturday morning, and I'm like, all right, I'll see what this is. I'm going to just try out a little grain of rice of medicine, you know. And... Uh, I, this was uh, right after a lovely uh, night of, of sleep, full night of sleep, probably, you know, good nine hours or so. Uh, it's a Saturday. I slept in a little bit. So I get up and uh, I'm like, ah, fuck, let's see what this is all about. And I took uh, <laughs> I took a grain size, uh, grain of rice size um, uh, spot of RSO. And next thing you know, I woke up like six hours later. So... Uh, that shit is no bullshit. Um, and I can't imagine why anybody would want to do it recreationally. I even found myself halfway pitying people that had to take it as medicine. I, I pity them, uh, because my God, I can't imagine having to, uh, to, to try and function, uh, in this world like that. And I get it. If you're fighting cancer, you know, you need to be resting anyway, uh, but that shit's no joke. It's legit. It's legitimate medicine, man. And uh, ain't nobody ain't ain't nobody trying. <laughs> I am not trying to fucking eat RSO recreationally. And I think that that is, um, you know, I think that's what's troubling is when we're talking to people about potentially needing some medicine. Uh, they act as though you know there's not a market for it there's an immense market for it man how many people in missouri got cancer last year like i i, I mean look at that number alone and then say all of those people could benefit from having cancer every single one of them hundreds of thousands so you know we can do we can do better uh aubrey acclimated to it but it was very strong at first yeah and aubrey's you know it's a little baby man you know so um and that's the thing, you will build the tolerance, but geez, oh, Louiso. I mean, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm not looking for enemies. I came here to, uh, I, and sometimes I'm a tough friend to have, you know. Uh, I probably am going to say some shit that's bugging me. Um, when your tolerance is high, it doesn't knock you out like that. I actually can get shit done when I take it. Hey, I believe that. And, I, and I've heard people that take RSO and talk about how their tolerance builds so fast anyway. Um I uh, didn't uh, let's just keep going down this text line. I'm sorry I'm way behind on it. Uh the question Dennison was is there any advice with D8 to help with those medical protocols that FICO RSO help with? Uh my noon to 5 job, love it. Doing 36 hours of darkness on my girls Kush coach going to whack them down. You are a whacker, pal. Golf of your little cannabis plant uh whacker guy. Uh Kush coach, that's what's up. Look forward to seeing pictures. It's still not the medicine that the patients need. I can legally provide. I can't legally provide what people people need. That's right. Uh, save about seven wet grams and juice it with a mango, carrot, kale, banana, and an orange. 
put a few leaves through the juice, then some peanut oil to keep blades from sticking and run your flour through. I think a great friend tells their friends when they are an asshole. Well, thanks, man. Um, the dying patience. Okay, I'm not sure. Let's see. If, uh, I'll miss you, friend. Sounds good. Tiffany's been trying to make me juice. Uh, Doc's going to make you fucking juice, bud. Doc's going to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Uh, it works best if you freeze the buds. I miss you too, brother. Are you going to be hunting aliens? Hope to see you there. We got to find a spot to hunt aliens still. Uh, but I think I also maybe solved that one yesterday. We're going to, we're going to see. I'm going to have to go take a look at the property. Uh, I've heard there are so many micronutrients to be taken in from juicing the plant. Uh, I believe that to be true. Is that thing still on? If so, then hell yes. I'll see you there. We're, we gotta, we gotta figure it out. I'll, I'll handle it. Uh, Steve got busy. Um, last I heard, nice. Uh, more than RSO, be honest, you just can't apply it in the same methods, recti- rectally or topically. You know, I was thinking about that, too. Like, someone a- had said that uh, RSO taking, taken rectally uh, kind of cuts down on the high. And I, I don't know how that makes sense. Um, I'm not here to argue it. I don't know. I haven't tried it, but I would think it entering the bloodstream faster, uh, would potentially make it, uh, more challenging, but, uh, or, you know, a, a little bit more stony. Um, but I'll say this, you know, my dad died of peritoneal cancer, which is kind of what they called it. They didn't ever really know what it came from. I think at the end they decided that it was probably born in the appendix. Uh, but where his cancer was located, you know, the chemo was never going to get to it. Um, I didn't know anything about RSO at the time, you know. Um, and it's my biggest regret. It's why it's one of the reasons why I am so passionate about it. You know, I got my dad comfortable. I gave my dad solace. Uh, helped him get his appetite back. We were able to spend a, a great deal of time. I set myself back in a big way when my dad got sick. I quit fucking everything. I quit my life. I quit my job. I cashed out my retirement and I just wanted to spend time with my dad. And I did. We didn't do a whole lot. He wasn't up to do a whole lot. Um, but I could have used that time a little bit better to educate myself about how cannabis oil potentially, you know, uh, helps patients. So, um, you know, that shit that I don't I don't live with very many regrets, but I can't believe looking back, you know, seven years ago, I didn't fucking know enough about FICO oil. And but here I am, you know, I mean, fuck, I can't I can't change the past. I can only be better going forward. And I'll be goddamned if I'm going to let another family go without this information. And when people talk about medical marijuana, I've, I've had friends, I've had buddies who aren't necessarily uh, cannabis smokers or maybe. I mean, we were good buddies, but, you know, kind of what we talk about on the show is just a little bit uh, out of their wheelhouse. And the community is <clears throat> moves in ways that's just a little bit different than how they do. And I still have all the love in the world for these guys, some of my best friends, but they don't fucking know. And I've had a couple of them reach out. Hey, my dad, my dad just got diagnosed. How can you help me? Well, I'm glad that they know that I'm the guy that they can call and I'm going to at least put them in touch with people. But we do have a medical market now. And... You know, for someone that's alone, for someone that doesn't have friends in the know, what are those people being told? You know, that's ultimately the big question here. We passed medical cannabis. 
There are people who might just be getting diagnosed today that don't have a single fucking friend like like the ones that exist here uh, in this community that don't know anything about it. And when they go into a dispenser and they say, hey, I, I got cancer, uh, I was hoping you could give me something that could potentially help me help me in this fight. I mean, there are things that dispensaries are selling right now that will help, uh, you know, in, in, in tangential ways. But there is nothing being sold in the dispensary that's actually going to reverse cancer symptoms. Um, so, you know, I mean, the, the, the plea isn't hard to hear. It's just not hard to hear. And I, I'm, I'm sorry for the shrapnel that, is, that has uh, found its way into uh, friends' sides uh, and their association uh, in, in the market. That is not the intention here. But it took somebody fucking standing on a milk crate and pounding their chest and screaming with fucking tears in their eyes to get people to even hear the situation. So hopefully... Uh, anyone that, that feels slighted by Hoosier Sophisticate or thinks Hoosier Sophisticate uh, uh, has no place for them. We've always been a community of love. We've always tried, even in our group, we've always tried to, when someone comes in with a problem, we try to fucking come to their aid, you know. Uh, what you've witnessed over the last couple of weeks are a couple of guys that are fucking exasperated because we're doing everything we fucking can and putting as much time as we can into this to watch people who we think, who we know, on some levels, don't give a fuck about medical cannabis, okay? That is problematic to dudes that are dedicating 40 hours a week creating content about the industry and about these different medicines and about these different healing modalities and about this different way to move through life that isn't rooted in some kind of allopathic, uh, has-to-be-recorded science. Every fucking kid that we've gotten behind who's been, who's gotten RSO and who, you know, who has gone, who is still going through treatment, every single one of them, their doctors act as though it's a fucking miracle that their scans are so much better after they start taking it. And then... These people, uh, they have the gall to tell the parents, well, hey, we're going to switch the chemo protocol up a little bit, so maybe we'll stop on the R. So it's not a fucking surprise. It's not a secret what is happening, okay? It is a, it is a willful ignorance from the allopathic medical field of, 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 of refusing to, to see how this is actually working in cancer protocols because... Uh, for fear of losing federal grants to their hospital systems, for fear of being uh, fired from their hospital systems to talk about it. The fucking dog and pony show's got to stop. Doctors used to prescribe cocaine, for Christ's sake. You know? Help us out. That's all. That's all. I'm not, fuck, I don't need, I don't need to be fighting on 50 different battlefronts. I don't need that. I'm not, I'm damn sure not fighting with some fucking small dispensary in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, who can, who can only provide what is provided to them. That my, my, I have no quarrel with you. I don't. I am, I am calling the banners. I am asking you to join, you know, to help amplify our voice. You are speaking to the quote-unquote masters, the quote-unquote manufacturers. Uh, 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 oh, I guess I don't have to quote that. The manufacturers, the cultivators. You are speaking to them with your money, which is far more powerful than than fucking some guys on a radio show in a in a you know in a in a tight knit community. I mean, I our, our voice is being heard. But we're asking you to join the fight. We know many of you are actually in the fight. We know many of you are actual patients. You know, 
it's not fucking out of bounds for you to tell these people to pound sand. I get it. You got to pay your bills. I understand it. I understand it. You know, and I'm going to parrot this. I'm going to say this one more time. There were a lot of people who thought the best marketing decision for their business was to be the first to market. I've heard it so many goddamn times. It makes my eyes cross. We're going to be first to market. We heard it from a cultivator first. And I said, I can't imagine anybody ever remembering who the first cultivator to market was. That is a game that like 12 people are playing. So they can brag about it. Uh, they're in some fucking, uh, you know, uh, BDSM masquerade that they have in some mansion. Okay. That is, nobody in this state is going to remember who the first cultivator is. And I'm not going to repeat who the first cultivator was because I think that game is stupid. There will be more people who potentially remember who the first dispensary was. Even then, I don't think that's that important. But let's go ahead and concede that that is a great little marketing, a great little marketing strategy. You are not free from the consequences of rushing to market and potentially having bad medicine on your shelves. Certainly not your fault that you might have had bad medicine. It's certainly not your fault uh, that there is no FICO available for you to sell to the, to the customers, but you rush to be first to market. And first to market is first to praise, and it's the first to criticism. And that's fair game. That's fucking, that is, that is fair game. Right? I got no quarrel with you. I'm asking for help. I'm asking for help. I hate seeing right now, you know, three people have this entire state by the balls and not just not care about it, but brazenly, like, fucking laughing about it. That shit is problematic for me. And, uh, you know, and I think it's problematic for a lot of my friends. So, uh, we're, in it, we're an hour in, but uh, I guess I better do this, huh? Let's see if that works. Uh, we're an hour in, baby. That uh, I do not have, uh, I don't have any sound playing back at me. So I was just guessing at how that beat went. I might have been humping on the on the downbeat. It's possible. It's totally possible. We're uh, we're an hour and ten minutes into this thing. We've got uh, I've got some stuff. I just some some weird little stuff. We can pivot the conversation and start uh, talking about some weird shit a little bit in the second hour. In the uh, nine o'clock hour, actually. Yeah, we're going to come back here in about six minutes. I'm going to cover a couple of stories for about a half hour. And then at 9 o'clock, Makate 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 is going to join me. We're going to talk about amplifying the love signal in a world obsessed with fear right now. Uh, and uh, we're just going to rock and roll. All right? Uh, this is Hoosier Sophisticate. Stick around. Oh. Welcome back. Uh, I'd call it hour two, but it's it's kind of a. I guess it's kind of hour two. Whatever, it's a half hour two. Uh, uh, we're gonna get into some of the 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 silly little um, uh, ideas, articles that uh, 
I talked about um, there's a guy. Oh, this poor man. Oh, this poor, simple, simple man. Um, first of all, uh, I, I, I'm, before, I, before we get too much into that, I want to catch up the conversation with the text line. I don't know how much of it is uh, relevant at the time, but just kind of to wrap up. And I, and I will say that as soon as we went to commercial, I've already had a dispensary reach out to me since commercial. And we're, we're going to move forward together. I am, we are, I, the Hoosier Sophisticate is not your enemy. I am not your enemy. I am just trying to best serve patients. We did it on the backs of patients. We're going to get the patients' money. Um, I've been wondering what's happening with everyone. I could definitely feel the vibe in the group change lately. I never had a doubt in my mind that it was just a result of good people being passionate about the work to be done. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, don't. That's right, Coach. Coach, you don't tell Mike what he can take rectally. You have no idea what he. You know that the average. Uh, 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 human anus can can fit almost two full size adult raccoons in it. Did you know that? Don't tell him what he can put in his in his uh, take rectally. Don't you ever do that? Uh, freeze a bun, shove it up there for the slow release. You are a sicko. Uh, it was a great conference. I was so glad to find you guys there. That is where I met Tiffany Jones. She is the conference she's speaking of is the Project for Twenty Two conference. Uh, so. Uh, uh, and it was, it really was, it was, as far as information goes, we, we took, uh, we, this thing took place in St. Charles, uh, and, um, it was, it was freaking awesome. And I, I fell in love with Sue Sisley, uh, at that, uh, uh, at that event and watching her, uh, take care of, um, you know, Aiden and pushing Aiden around like she's a doctor that really cares uh, two two full grown adult raccoons, coach. Coach, um, that conference was was great. Uh, I got to meet George Biswell there. It was where I met Chris Wolfenbarger. Um, I got to meet a lot of great people there, and that was you know it had already started for us. So we met Michelle Sanchez there. Um, we just met a lot of great people, um, and. Uh, got very, very little. Matter of fact, got spurned by some of the people that have now become some of the big players uh, in the Missouri cannabis industry. Uh, and their stories very rarely check out on 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 their reasoning for it. And um, you know, and that's what makes it really hard for some of these people that are in the industry that have seen everything and they know how it went down. Yeah, most of the time it's bullshit and it's drama and it gets in the way of us doing real good things so uh, that project 422 conference was amazing and then five months later project 422 helped us put 110 veterans in the seats of the tivoli theater when we brought from shock to awe to st louis and we showed them war uh hardened hardened warriors from fallujah and afghanistan guys that did several tours that had seen unfucking speakable atrocities of war and they came home and they got healed with ayahuasca and their spouses got healed with mdma and it was so powerful man there were there were so many there were very few dry eyes in the house and a lot of the the people in that uh theater were also we we also insisted on first responders because first responders, the PTSD in first responders is unbelievable. The things that I I took for granted, you know, who the people are that show up to the fucking most heinous car accidents and the things that they have to see. And, you know, we, we, we take those things for granted. They are out of sight, out of mind. 
Um, and so we filled an entire theater of, of veterans and, you know, and uh, firefighters and police officers and EMTs. And uh, they watched the show. And for many of them, it was it was an introduction to something so freaking foreign to them, uh, you know, just completely out of left field. But they were they were open to it because they realized that uh, it's a real problem. It's a real problem uh, that we that we face. You know, when we talk about 22 veterans completing suicide a day, that doesn't count California or Texas. Those are two of the biggest, most populous states in the union. Uh, so the number's higher than 22, and that's the only, that's only the people that complete suicide. That's not people that uh, attempt suicide. So we have a mental health crisis, um, and I feel as though plant medicines, uh, I feel as though we talk about the earth being sick, you know, and the earth will live long after we do. Uh, she doesn't depend on us. Oh uh, man, I hope I don't have my wife's car keys. No, they're hanging on the uh, they're hanging on the um, coat hook, darling. Um, and uh, you know, I believe that the Earth is waking up, and I believe that the Earth is uh, uh, trying to communicate to us um, through these different plant medicines and brews. Uh, and one of the things I think that we that that create a lot of these toxic sicknesses is how far away from the earth that we are getting. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, it, it can't be, it can't be overstated how important it is to, you know, get your toes in the mud a little bit and, uh, and reconnect to earth. So, um, I'm sorry, I keep, uh, I keep digressing here, but, uh, uh, it was a great conference. Okay. I can't stand normal. That's what, that's what's up. Do that shit anyway. Uh, the amount of pettiness in this industry is outrageous when you consider it's legitimately humans dying in pain as a result of our division. Yes, preach it, friend. I got threatened over Facebook for giving out grower secrets, which aren't really secrets, just pro tips, but I was taking money from them. Get the fuck out of here. The amount of people that are consultants, and like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making uh, enemies with, with consultants either. I, I do believe that people's knowledge uh, it can vary uh, easily be traded for, you know, for, for financial gain. Um, but the amount of people, uh, the amount of people that come out as like these professional consultants who are the only one, only ones who know how to do it is just, it's gag inducing. It's a hard one. It's a hard one to understand. Take care of the patients. The patients will take care of you. Absolutely love your heart. I absolutely love your heart, uh, Jen. Uh, like Rick Simpson did help everyone you can at the end of the day, no money and sick as fuck, but he was truly for the people that were sick. Yeah. And they'll sing his praises later. Um, well, I don't know if I can do this. I can try though. This is a dangerous gamut, but I'm going to try. I'm going to show you guys something. I'm going to show you guys something. Uh, you know, we have a wall here. Let's see if I can. We have a wall here of people that are kind of important, right? And you'll notice right there above tennis, uh, Terrence McKenna and next to Gonzo and next to Albert Hoffman, there is a little gentleman that we call the healer, and his name is Rick Simpson. Now, what I love about this wall and my idea for this wall is that most people will look at these different silhouettes, and they probably don't know who most of them are. The guy up in the left 
The top left, what is, I'm just going to give them to you real quick. The guy top left, that's John C. Lilly. He was uh, a pretty famous scientist. He invented the isolation. He, he basically invented the idea of sensory deprivation float tanks. Uh, he worked with ketamine quite a bit. He injected dolphins with LSD because he thought he could uh, learn to speak with them. Uh, he, he hypothesized uh, about a, uh, uh, an intelligence, an alien intelligence that uh, is uh, made technologically. Now, below John C. Lilly, you'll notice is a lady that I call Salvadora, which is savior in Spanish. That is Maria Sabina. She was a Mazatec uh, a medicine woman who brought psilocybin mushrooms to the West, right? Uh, next to her is Albert Hoffman. As you know, Albert Hoffman synthesized LSD, uh, made it famous, Bicycle Day. I think you guys know who Albert Hoffman is, and we can get into that a little bit more. Uh, if we're staying along the top line, obviously that's Rick Simpson, the healer there. Next to him is Hunter S. Thompson Gonzo. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to get you a good picture of that, that bunch there. That's a couple, and it's a power couple. And I'm going to recommend a documentary for all of you to watch. And I don't think I can get any closer on that. So it's just, it is what it is. Um, that there is um, uh, Sasha Shulgin and his wife, Ann Shulgin. And I called them the explorers because they essentially uh, made a bunch of phenethylamines uh, and tryptamines and they tried them out. And what they would do is they had 12 friends uh, that they would call basically the apostles. And they would all take these, uh, after, after Sasha and Anne would take them, then uh, they would administer them to their 12 friends. And then those friends who were therapists and doctors and things like that would then uh, decide if there could maybe be any kind of medical application for them. Uh, their name isn't well known enough, but if you want to watch a documentary about the life of Sasha Shulgin and kind of what he's all about, you can go on YouTube and search the documentary, just uh, Dirty Pictures documentary. Um, and I think that you will you will learn it. He is also the author of T-Call, T-I-K-H-A-L, uh, and P-Call, P-I-K-H-A-L. Those are phenethylamines I have known and loved. Um, H-K-A-L, yeah, H-K-A-L. Uh, phenethylamines I have known and loved and also uh, tryptamines I've known and loved. Then coming down the second row, obviously you've got Terrence McKenna, and then you have Baba Ramdas, uh, uh, and then you have Salvador Dali, and you have Timothy Leary. So I just want to let everybody know, most of the people on this wall, the average uh, person and public has no idea who they are, but all of them have contributed something that uh, is, is going to change the world in a, negative, a mega positive way. So, heading back over to the table. Uh, yeah, that's that. Just talking about Rick Simpson a little bit because he's on the wall and there's more people that need to go on the wall, and I will put more on there. Uh, but that's a wall of greats. That's exactly right. Um, there's a lot of people there that most people don't know. And sometimes the work you do won't be known by the masses, but it will affect them in ways they can only imagine. Um, I feel like it's a bad business move. You have people willing to give you money and support your business if you just provide the products they desire, but they're alienating the revenue stream. Well, Ali, I actually made that point uh, to somebody who has a manufacturing license who's about to come online. Um, and I said, you know, I would be very surprised uh, inside of a couple of years uh, if people 
are going to use a couple of certain brands because of their brazen unwillingness to take care of patients, but rather rush to market with things like sodas and gummies. Um, so, Kush Coach, I'll put you on that fucking wall right now, bud. I'll put you on the wall right now. Um, I'm home with COVID for the next couple weeks, so let's do it. Damn, Kush Coach. This is like going back like an hour, but uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, hopefully the COVID's not, not too much for you. Um, if you have stage four cancer and are sick in bed on chemo, you don't have the energy or brain power to make fecal oil. And that's, you know, that's one of the other things that like people say, well, we do have the ability to, to grow our own and make our own. Yeah, we do. Uh, you need to be focused a hundred percent on healing, uh, when you're, when you're that sick. Um, so we just need a little better system. That's all. Uh, that's all. So uh, Kush Coach is good. Pops is in the ICU. Uh, you know, prayers and good vibes and thoughts to your pops, man. Hopefully, uh, he can pull through all that. Um, I didn't see the D eight question. It's basically D nine, but there's a carbon bond in a different position. It's no more effective at treating major major things like cannabis than isolated delta nine. Yeah, and I think that that's you know one of the one of the big big uh, things. A grain of rice will kick your ass. You're goddamn right it will. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Uh, Aubrey Ackle, maybe we talked that already. Uh, when your tolerance is high, I got that. I've said this a million times. People who want to smoke recreationally are already doing it. It's children and the elderly who believe that cannabis is a Schedule One drug that are needlessly dying. No doubt. Uh, I would have loved to find it next door in town. Uh, made things tough to keep her medicine filled. Um, Missy, text me your husband's email address. I already did that. Uh, that could go either way if you don't hit the sweet spot. I'm not okay. Um, you took the time to be with your dad. You did what you could do at the time. What you knew about, proud of you, man, and thankful you were able to do that. You know, and I am too. I, you know, when I say that, like, did I suffer setbacks? A hundred million percent, I suffered setbacks. Uh, but um, those setbacks did not. Uh, you know, they're not regrettable at all, at all. Um, where's my epileptic meds? Can't stop seizures with half ass edibles. I heard that. I heard that, my man. That's our buddy Jason Long. I'm awake now. Y'all can start from the beginning. Skittles is one of my just, he's he's been one of the great surprises of the last couple of months uh, to join the sophisticated Hoosiers. I believe Steve Cummins, uh, old Santa Claus, added him to the group. Uh, and that dude is just max relaxing. I, matter of fact, I've got a character, uh, that is just going to be based on Skittles, uh, at least on Skittles in his bubble bath, uh, in his bubble bath, because um, Skittles takes more bubble baths than any adult male for sure, um, but I think any adult on the planet. And I'm, I gotta say, I'm, I'm here for it. I think it's great. Uh, I get a phone call, text message, or email every single day about someone's mom or their dog or their grandparents or their secret medical condition they want to treat with cannabis. It warms my heart, but at the same time, I'm like you. What are average people being told? Right. My friends know where they can come, but there are people that don't have don't have friends like us, guys. Um, yep, same, but I've found average person is misled all the time. No doubt. It's an uphill battle. I lose my mind thinking about how simple the solution is, and yet... Doctors, government officials refuse to recognize it. Um, oh, you got a headache? Have some cocaine about it, no doubt. Yeah, you got some ghosts in your blood. Here's some, here's some fucking heroin. Uh, 
You're right. It's sad, and social media makes it hard to educate. I had a doctor after my accident tell me cannabis can cause seizures. While half out of it, I guess I said you're telling that to the wrong person. My wife laughed at him. Uh, It's almost as if doctors and government officials are motivated not to support cannabis as medicine. Hard to argue that. RSO changed how Nolan's seizures looked. They didn't last as long, and he came out of them quicker. They want to make it look like a recreational drug that's useless for medicinal purposes. Yeah, That's hard to argue, too. No one gives a good morning, Kimberly Mahoney. Uh, no one gives a shit about who's first to market. It's probably the first shittiest meds on the market. Well, that certainly was the case. Um, you know that shit wasn't cured. As a matter of fact, Steve asked a question yesterday on Facebook, and this is how fucking ignorant I am to to uh, uh, large commercial grow operations. Steve asked a question: Do commercial operators cure their weed? And uh, I couldn't believe the first off the first person to say no it's about getting it to market was somebody who is a cultivator and runs a garden for one of the largest cultivators uh, and said no that to me seems crazy uh, that to me seems fucking real crazy I guess I guess in the beginning if it's just all a race and it, you know it was just people trying to get to the market first I, I guess I understand uh, that they didn't, but it blows me. That blew me away. I could not believe that the weed's not being cured. Uh, I, a matter of fact, I stood in that cultivator's curing room. What they what they talked about being the curing room. I stood in the room. I have. I think I have pictures of it. So what? Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I was dancing at a hundred comments, uh, not the hour we were an hour in, but there were a hundred comments kind of came in before the hour. So, uh, where the fuck is Steve? Ah, he's busy, I guess. Uh, you did great. Uh, yeah, Poppy shake that dick. That's great. Craig. Holy shit. Bless them. Two raccoons, two raccoons. Uh, first medical cannabis conference just before medical pass. You got that right. You can do anything, include boof a raccoon or two. Never doubt yourself. Yep, you are only limited by your belief. Um, I want to know who figured out you can fit two adult raccoons in there. I've seen some big motherfucking raccoons in my day. It's a math equation. I believe they're basing this on what a raccoon can squeeze into, right? Because I believe the uh, average adult human anus uh, can stretch up to seven inches in diameter. I'm going to have to fact check this. I don't have a live fact checker today. My fact checker's not in. But I believe it's seven inches in diameter. Um, Let's see. um, Hey, man, do you have my car keys? We already went over that. First responder PTSD is on the same level as a soldier's. No fucking doubt maybe worse uh trillion dollars can buy a lot of trees got that right consultants that pretend to not want to profit off patients but yet are doing just that yeah it's hard it's hard hi rob glow john cena uh a wall of greats i hope to be on a wall like that one day to be an unknown legend is a dream of mine thank you man we love skittles he's so fresh and so clean um, we need to look at what curing does and why we do it. Most cultivators think drying is curing. One cultivator came out and said that all of their flour is cured in glass jars for a minimum of three weeks before it is on the before it is sold to the dispensaries or the manufacturers. 
and I don't know what the level of um, what the level of that's really. I'm not sure how much that matters. Uh, I, I don't know when it comes to sending it to manufacturers or anything like that. Uh, so, um, but I, I mean, I know how curing makes other things better, right? I know how curing makes meats better. I know how curing makes tobacco better. And like curing makes a lot of things better. It locks in flay. Yeah. So I would love to to hear why, um, but it is what it is. Uh, we have been talking a lot today. Uh, I'm just trying to have a conversation worth talking about. There's a ton of misinformation regarding curing out there. Kush Coach, I'd love to. I'd love to pick your brain on it, pal. Uh, Can- American Cannabis Nursing Association (ACNA). Uh, good for you, Kimberly Mahoney. Um, let's see. The doctors were scratching their head when I said my headaches are almost gone when I smoke the ganja. After seven pills a day, they couldn't say no, but they couldn't say yes. The doctors just don't stop. Just said don't stop. What helps you? Yeah, that seems to be that seems to be the uh, the consensus on anybody that's having those conversations. Uh, the cure matters, but there are different ways to achieve a good cure. Uh, follow the science of raccoon boofing. Uh, follow the science. Follow the science. I think yeah, it's it's a math situation too. We are going to um, we are going to um, we're going to talk a couple just a couple quick little little hitters, and then uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to get Makate on the horn, and we're going to we're going to have a little conversation today. I'm a I'm a I'm a big Makate fan. Uh, a man. Here, this one, <laughs> this one will make anybody who who has taken a bath in the um, cryptocurrency market. This will make anyone uh, feel better. Uh, come unlock the door. I have a surprise for you. Oh, I don't think I locked the door, but I'm about to go to break, baby. So give me just a second. Uh, you know what, guys? I'm gonna go to break. When we come back, I'm gonna talk a couple of uh, quick things. I'm gonna let my wife in here, and then uh, we're gonna get Makate on the horn. We're gonna have a blast. I love you guys. Uh, and uh, we'll see you on the other uh, side of the break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Check out this little smoke show. Uh, the surprise that everyone was uh, uh, wondering about uh, was sight. <laughs> You're welcome. You gave me sight, baby. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, crypto's boning uh, Denison up, um, and uh, so I just wanted to tell this story here. James Howells, an IT worker in the United Kingdom, babe, uh, is offering <coughs> his local municipality $70 million to dig up a hard drive he threw away in 2013. <coughs> Excuse me. Why? Well, is it his uh, native? Uh, I was going to say his. You got hair all over you. His, nobody uh, can see it. His alien. Um, is it? Oh, you go ahead. Well, I'll tell you what it contains. It contains seventy five hundred bitcoins, which are worth about two hundred seventy five million dollars in today's rates. Uh, the news comes after a programmer in San Francisco found that he only had two password guesses left to recover 7,002 bitcoins, also worth nearly a quarter billion dollars. Wow. <laughs> I offered to donate 25% or 52.5 million pounds 
to the city of Newport in order to distribute to all local residents who live in Newport should I find and recover the Bitcoins. Uh, Howells asked Newport City Council for special permission to dig up a specified section so the landfilled site in question. This would work out approximately 175 pounds per person for the entire city. Um, and uh, let's see, a house told CNN, unfortunately, they refused this offer and won't even have a face-to-face discussion with me on the matter. Meanwhile, they're probably like, they're looking for that some bit. Well, they can't open it anyway, but... Uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of dough, man. Of course, I read that wrong this morning, and I thought it read two hundred and seventy-five billion dollars uh, uh, in the beginning, which would have made him the richest man in the world. That would <laughs> what a fucking idiot is what uh, Dennis says. Look at that Hoosier. Good morning, Missy. Your Hi. beautiful bride is such a sweet soul. Forrest Palmer is sold on Carlton Insurance now. Uh, you should be. If you, you live in, in Missouri or Illinois uh, and you're not using James Carlton State Farm for your insurance, you are missing out on the greatest insurance experience of your life. Um, and he's a really good guy, and his wife is wonderful, and his children are lovely. So which all helps. That. That's pretty much who we do business with around here. Yeah. You look great today. Thank you. Yeah. I have 75,000 things to do today. What so. are you going to do today? Um, want to talk about All kinds of stuff I don't want to talk about on the internet. Fair. Okay. That's fair. I've, I've, I've lost that filter, babe. I oh, I know. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> You're just talking about the size of adult raccoons. That is that is science. That is science. That is not, nothing I can be held accountable for. Certainly uh, not you. Somebody, somebody, I, I'm going to look it up right now. Somebody <laughs> wants to know uh, how uh, we have uh, can very large raccoons. Like dog, medium dog-sized raccoons. And I... It is seven inches. Yes. The, so the human anus can stretch up to seven inches before taking damage, and a raccoon can squeeze into holes as tight as four inches, meaning you can Google almost... Google says believe in yourself. Yeah. Google <laughs> says believe in yourself. You can almost uh, take up take two full raccoons. But you could take like a raccoon and it's... What's a baby raccoon? A kit? I don't know. What's a baby raccoon called? You're the person who knows all these things. I rely on you for information baby such raccoon. as this. Baby raccoon... Is called Kit. Look at me go. Man. Told you. I'll tell you. He's my external hard drive. I am. If I'm, you find him, I'm, you get seventy million. I'm Missy's Hoosier Google. <laughs> Hoogle. I'm her Hoogle. <laughs> uh, there you go. Mike said it's a kit. It's a kit. Uh, or cub. Cub is also uh, 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 acceptable they have uh, hands, y'all. nomenclature, and we have a family of raccoons. Uh, and I really don't have a problem with them eating my trash. I just have a problem with them leaving it in my fucking front yard. There's a mess in our front yard every, every day. morning. Every day. Thank bunch you, of jerks. What a bunch of jerks. Um, what time is Makate? Makate is I'm... calling in in 10 minutes, and oh, I'm super okay. excited to have a conversation with him. He asked me, what do you want to talk about? And, babe, I, you've seen it closer than anybody, you know, like all this talk. It's been a little heavy for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it has been a little and, heavy. And uh, I thought you did a really good job of handling it this morning. I'm, if, I'm just trying to make I'm, Well, I appreciate you, baby. You're my yeah. number one fan, that's for sure. That's true. Um, uh, and uh, so, you know, with that, with the idea that uh, just everything's been a little heavy, and, and when you're mired in negativity and you're going about communicating in a negative way, it's really hard to achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve. Certainly. 
So certainly, uh, the first and let's way- be honest, like pettiness feels kind of good. It feels it, it feels great in the moment. It does. But I'm uh, pettiness for me is a loaded gun, and know. Uh, you know, you probably know better than anybody. I I'm gonna know. say some shit that's gonna hurt somebody, uh, and I, and it's gonna be hard to unsay it. And so the first thing I can do to get back on my love path, uh, to get back on that high road that I like to take, is offer an apology, offer an uh, 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 an olive branch, sure, uh, and also kind of. Redirect set, attention. Yeah. Redirect attention and set boundaries. I think that's fair. Um, I need to set boundaries on who I think are currently the uh, people acting in bad faith and who the people who are maybe taking offense to what we're saying, taking some shrapnel just from us dropping bombs. Because it's happening. Uh, I've heard from a couple of people in the industry, people that I really do love and respect. And I, I was telling everybody earlier, I don't know if you heard the part, but like, I was sideways with Wendy Turner yesterday. You were? I never want to be sideways with Wendy Turner. I oh, no. adore the Turner family. Absolutely. We were arguing over fucking what I felt to be uh, unimportant and, and, and uh, um, you was know, dis- distracted. Was this the conversation? It was. It was. And, I, and I feel as though we each had, and actually, Wendy came to my defense in the first part and said, I let's love, let's not lose sight. I love sight. you, Wendy. We all love Wendy. Uh, let's not lose sight of what the conversation is. She was the first one to say that. But then I kind of dug in as this other as this other gal kind of dug in. And it just got to a point where I'm like, okay, this is great. I don't want to spend any more time arguing with you two. You clearly both know that FICO is medicine. You both sure. know that we need to get it to people. Wendy one of you for anybody, sure, for sure yeah. uh, you know, have you saved your child with it when there was no avenues for it? Your child is the reason that her, Crohn's... Her child and many other children. Her, her child is the reason. That Crohn's is an ex- is an accepted uh, 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 medical condition for cannabis in the state of Colorado. Yeah. Period. Colton Turner is the reason why Crohn's uh, it can be treated legally by cannabis in many states. Mm-hmm. I have no quarrel with fucking Wendy. I never had a quarrel with Wendy. I love Tommy and Wendy. I love all their kids. I love their family. If they called me Wendy's tomorrow and said they need Wendy's cousin is my best friend, actually. Wendy's cousin's your best friend. Tommy's cousin's your best friend. Wendy's, Wendy's cousin, cousin by law. But I mean, yeah, I know. they've like, been married as long as she's been I alive. I guess Cass is your cousin too. Also, so, yeah, yes. we, yeah, we get it. All right, so everybody's uh, my cousin. <laughs> we all cousins. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I, I got sideways, okay. and then also, uh, you know, did you reach out to her personally though? I did. Oh, I apologize. I apologize in, uh, in public forum. Oh, okay. I, I like I said, you know what, guys? I'm fucking. I'm jaded right now. Yeah. I am jaded, and I'm snippy. It's hard, it's hard not to be jaded if you're paying attention. And I'm not a subject matter expert by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a lightweight on every uh, front in this, right? Um, I just organized the parties, y'all. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a difficult thing to not be upset about when, like, you know, you said something and Steve has said something over and over again, which is like, where are these people at these funerals? Mm-hmm. Like, we're at these funerals um, as a family, and it's devastating yeah. to, to see the, the casket that's this big. It changes your life to see the casket that's that big, and, and maybe in a way that's good, and also maybe in a way that's tragically bad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. require an attaboy. Certainly not. It's not what I'm looking for. I don't. No. I don't need credit for having been doing this for for years. I don't. I don't want any of that. I just want what we should all want, which is a, a, a healthy, uh, a healthy market. You know, something a market that takes 
takes care of its patients because everybody, the way that we appealed to our grandparents and to our aunts and uncles, the way that we appealed to get them to vote for this program was that it was life-saving medicine and it was about time that they got on board with that. Yes. And then as soon as we do it, then people act uh, uh, in, you know, not in accordance with that with 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 that ideal yeah. and it becomes a recreational market and yes. i want recreational we i want recreational everything i don't believe it's the government's place to tell us what we can put in our body no matter what it is yeah. and i think that people have to search for consistency uh in their in their beliefs on each side of the aisle about what they're comfortable with the government telling us what we can and can't do i think that i think that when we really get into principle and liberty and we and we defend those ideas even when someone is trying to uh, exercise those rights in a way that aren't in accordance with our views, that it's harder to do it then. But still, if you if you find a way to defend the principle of the situation, it's a lot easier to find, uh, uh, you know, consistency and common ground. And that's where we find our allies. I thought cannabis was going to be a great connector uh, between uh, two two parties. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact. Uh, the the new um, full rec bill was put forth by a Republican representative, uh, and the way that it reads should be, I mean, I mean, honestly, I would think the the most liberal of liberals would be excited about how it reads, uh, just because of of the the language is wide open for all of us to participate in this, for there to be as much medicine as possible. It should never we our program can't be that good if it costs us a hundred dollars a month for a temporary license in Oklahoma and you can buy that and still go to Oklahoma and and afford medicine by paying a hundred bucks just to pay a hundred bucks to go by there. You can't tell me that that program's all that good. Either which way, my point is I'm trying to get into and apologize to as many people as possible. So the bottom line of this, though, is that if one of our kids, knowing what we know and being as front and center in the industry as Hoosier Sophisticate is, um, knowing what we know, if one of our kids were diagnosed with cancer tomorrow, I would definitely not be seeking the legal market for help. Couldn't. You couldn't. You You couldn't. Right? Like, I would get my kids help, but it would be... um, you know, this this law was passed in 2018? Mm-hmm. Yeah. November of 18. Yeah, it's 2021, and people can't get medicine for their kids. And that's that's where my – I'm a mom. Like, uh, I'm watching uh, my son's great-grandma die of multiple types of cancer right now because she's terrified of breaking the law or of somehow, like, maybe her assets being seized and her um, – children and grandchildren not getting their inheritance. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the conversations that we have. And, and I know many of you probably have those conversations as well. But, yeah, I, I sincerely in my heart of hearts believe that anybody who wants to smoke pot recreationally is. Um, weed, cannabis, marijuana, whatever you want to call it, um, those people are already doing that, right? And so this is about little children, and this is about um, our grandparents mm-hmm. not dying in pain, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they still die from the cancer, they don't have to be in pain and suffering from the cancer. It's it's completely unnecessary. We're smarter than this. Right? Agreed. We're smarter than this. Agreed. Um, so, do you want to come say hi real quick, bud, on camera? Why don't you come say hi? Oh, uh-huh, he's... Come, come over here. Come stand right here between me and Mom. Oh. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Mm-hmm. This is Trevor. This is our youngest. And he's along for the ride. 
True Hoosier. True, true son. Hoosier. Yeah, he's a true son. That's okay. right. Okay. I'm going to go get him set up again. You got it. Sounds great. So, uh, not to... Uh, not to uh, 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 you know digress and redirect uh, too much, but uh, so anyway, I know I, we're, I, I don't want to get to the point where we're beating a dead horse, and I promise we will start uh, 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 covering some 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 different stuff uh, when we can f afford to. Um, in the meantime, uh, we're going to have Makate calling in here any minute. We're going to talk about love. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about what it means. And, man, he is posting some videos. If you guys, you got to follow Makate, 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 M-A-K-E-T-E, three times, uh, on Instagram. His pictures, I mean, I know I've shown some on the on the page be, uh, before as we've talked to him. Uh, but uh, uh, it's unbelievable. He's, 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 he's as close to heaven as uh, any of us uh, have been. So let me see here. We're going to. I got a whole studio here at my. That's really cool. At my hands, so I just want to make sure that all of our sound is going to be rocking and rolling when we get him on the harn. Great. Hey guys, we know you're trying to help. It's just hard for those of us stuck in the middle trying to do that. Ashley, I when I came here to uh, eat a little eat a little crap this morning and apologize, I, I have you at the front of my mind. Uh, I, I have you at the front of my mind quite often. Um, and, uh, I know why, why you, you are a part of this. Uh, I, I know where your heart's at. I know how much you do to help and you are no enemy of mine. And, and, uh, route 66 wellness is no enemy of mine. Uh, you know, different, like I said, different people that have caught shrapnel. Um, I'm, I, it is, it's not on them, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not on you guys to, to sell medicine that you don't have access to. I get it. Um, and we're trying real hard to somehow amplify our voice and your voice in this because I know that there are people affected by this that need medicine uh, that do that did get licenses and still can't do anything about it. There are a very select few people putting the you know locking the gates on this entire market, and they need to be held accountable. And I hope that when it shakes out and as more people come on, people choose not to use their brands. I hope that people choose not to use these national brands that uh, that that um, prioritized, uh, you know, distillate uh, 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 candy and soda uh, uh, as a way to, you know, to to get these big national brands in Missouri versus getting just easy crude oil. And I think uh, I think that we will get to that point in the meantime. It's going to take a couple people pounding their chest a little bit to, um, you know, to, 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 to get anything to change. And I'll tell you what, last night there was a post from Clover about Keith brand soda, and I don't think enough of myself or, or uh, of any of this to think that, but I'll tell you this, every comment on it demanded FICO and RSO, every single one of them. Uh, and so there might have been one person said, oh, hey, that's cool. When are you going to bring some concentrates in? And those were the only ones that, that Clover responded to. Um, but they hear us. And I also realize that I'm more likely to get something that I want if I, if I use manners. And I fucking lay it out there and I say, please, please, I've yelled enough. Please, I'm, I'm, I'm now begging you to do this for people that I love. Can you please do this? You're the only person. You're, you're one of two people that can do this. And I hope that a meeting that I have this week uh, uh, really is going to 
gonna gonna change some stuff. There's no way they didn't hear him last night. Exactly right. You know, your social media post uh, comes out and everybody does it. Um, you know, I, I, I feel as though, um, you know, I feel like they hurt us. Now whether or not they decide to prioritize the needs of the people is uh, irrelevant. Is someone up there? Uh, oh, is that Jason? Okay, good. Okay, we're good. We're good. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to make a little... Make a little phone call. Makate, makate, makate. Hang on one second, buddy. Hang on a second, buddy. Craigate, 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 craigate. Hey, talk in that, talk in the, talk to me real quick there, makate. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take you up just. Hot, hot mic, like but fire. Hot mic like fire. Ooh, I, hear, I hear another Steve. Your voice sounds different. Yeah. Yeah, Steve got way hotter, bud. <laughs> Steve, got, Steve got way, way hotter. <laughs> Makate, where do you... Uh, Makate, I have a feeling that that's mutual. Yeah, across for sure. The board, all the for way. sure. Uh, everybody uh, watching at home, just let me know uh, if you guys can hear Makate okay. It would break my heart to know uh, that, that you couldn't. Uh, they call him Takate, Takate, Takate is what they said. I like it. All right, let's try that right there. Okay, pal. Uh, I think, right, I think we're in good, good, good shape here. So we talked about last night. We said, what are we going to talk about today, Makate? And uh, we can kind of hear him. It's a bit muffled. All right. I'm, I promise you the next time you hear from Makate, it's going to be so crystal clear. Okay. It's going to be the, the greatest thing that you ever hear. But for right now, uh, um, we're, it, it's going to be okay. They say it's a little quiet, but I think, I think we're going to get through it. I'm going to see if I can't turn you up on this one a little bit. All right. Okay. That's just, that's just the sound of my voice. It's like how Bigfoot is actually just blurry. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, Bigfoot, that's the problem. That's what, do you guys know Mitch Hedberg, the comedian? He says that's extra scary because there's a big out-of-focus monster out there. <laughs> I like that. I love maybe that, Maybe he's actually. interdimensional and he can't make his way all the way into the third dimension, and that's why he's fuzzy. Mm, maybe so. That's right. Who, 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 who else are we talking to here? This is my wife, Missy. I figured that's who that was. We're, Good to meet you in voice. I like that. Uh, did I see? Did I see that? Uh, Mad Hallelujah Tribe's got a new uh, single coming out soon. Is that or album or what? You were conceived on Valentine's Day. That is romantic. Does that make you a Scorpio? Are you a Scorpio then? I'm I'm a Scorpio. Yeah, okay. You don't give Are off you? you don't give off big Scorpio. No, I'm not a Scorpio, but I got a lot of Scorpios in my life. All the Scorpios in our lives, bud. She's a she's another water really? sign though. She's a cancer. I'm surrounded by I'm just boiling you water signs all up with my hot Leo heat. Oh, are you a Leo? Of course I'm a Leo. I'm the Portuguese <laughs> I'm the Portuguese peacock, bud. The Portuguese peacock? That's <laughs> Our friend made a beer for him uh, for our wedding, and it was the Portuguese, what was it? Yeah, Portuguese Peacock. The Portuguese Peacock, yeah. That's what they called it. Good morning, Jason. Hey. We're doing well. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, well, guys, I want to I want to tell you something about my zodiac, though. You know, you know how people are like uh, gender fluid. Sure. Well, I'm zodiac fluid. That's okay. I am also zodiac yeah. fluid. <laughs> I am because I'm a. I was going to say, I'm a Cancer with a Sagittarius rising, and so I have water and fire that I lean into pretty deeply. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. So, so what does being a, 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 zodiac a Zodiac fluid mean to you, uh, Makate? Well, it's, it's mostly a joke, but I, but I say I was born in Scorpio, but by a Leo. Okay. You do put off a very yeah. strong Leo vibe. Agreed. It's all the unabashed dancing yeah. you've been doing the last... Uh, He's also got great hair. Last couple weeks. Yeah, you got a lion's mane on you, buddy. <laughs> you do. You got a lion's mane on you. Hey, uh... Hey, go ahead. Is there a way to, is there a way to turn me down um, just in room over there? Because yes. Can, you, can you hear your echo? I, I'm on it. I'm, I'm on it, bud. Yeah. Oh, bro. You got it? Just pull that plug. Boom. You got the Kohlers now. I'm real quiet in there. That's okay. All right. Uh, okay, Makate. Here's the deal, bud. Mm-hmm. Last night you asked me, what do you want to talk about, Craig? And I said, yeah. well, Makate, I think that, uh, especially, I think today on Inauguration Day, uh, as we are. Oh, I forgot today was Inauguration Day. Uh, as the company, uh, uh, or company, as the country seems a little, hmm, I don't know, divided, I guess. Uh, you know, it seems like as good a time as any to really reach into love, to reach for love, uh, because I feel as though it's fear that divides us, right? Um, yeah. And, uh, and so I want to know what that looks like. What are some, what are some things that you do to remind yourself? I think, uh, you know, to be human is to, is to be jaded sometimes and to, and to, to feel maybe, uh, targeted by, by certain policy or by, by certain people, and we are very um, polarized right now as a, as a uh, um, you know, um, uh, a populace. Uh, so what are some things that you do to uh, kind of uh, reach into love and uh, in, in times of when, when, when fear is the flavor of the week? Absolutely. Ceremony itself, and we always say this, is the easy part. Once the ceremony, you know, the actual ceremony is over, it's like, that is the easy part. The hard part is the ceremony of life, is the ceremony of day-to-day. Because you're not in a space where everyone's just doing their deep personal work, and it's supported, and it's contained. You got to go out into the world. I mean, I know I'm. I know I'm just preaching to the choir. You know, not to reference Sister Act again. But um, <laughs> you can reference Sister Act every day on this show, pal. <laughs> okay. Sister Act is alive so, and well. And, and real quick, real quick, um, let me just interject real quick. The sound is fixed. Everybody should be able to hear them a lot better now. Uh, I fixed it, so we're good. You sound great. Cool. Yeah. So in order to reference Sister Act again. <laughs> in, in, <laughs> 
<laughs> which I'm going to, that's going to be a new thing now in order to reference back again. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my main thing I do to go back to love is I watch Sister Act 2. Perfect. Um, no, it's, it's about like, because a lot of us are doing our personal work, right? But we can go have these profound experiences and we go out in the world and realize, well, not everyone else is doing that. So how do we keep how do we keep that high, you know, I don't know, for lack of a better word, vibration, you know, that, that state of love and gratitude that you're talking about. I think it comes down to like, first of all, your community, which keeps coming up. I mean, you guys always talk about that. Who is your community? Because we have to remind each other, right? Like the whole game is, is the forgetting and remembering. And sometimes it's really hard to remember on your own. And that's why we have mirrors in each other. Like, I'm sure you two are incredible mirrors for each other in that way. Am I, am I right in saying that? I think it took about uh, 25 calendar years for me to convince him of that. But finally, <laughs> he came around about 25 calendar years. And <laughs> in, in, is that 25 calendar years in the 12 years that you've known each other? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Le- yeah, just a little less than 12 years. Yeah. You know that time is uh, just something we've made up anyway, right? So... It took, it took 25 exactly. years. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that true? The, the the convincing of the mirrors. Um, I think that I you know I was a little slow coming to uh, different. Um, my my wife's the smartest person in the world, Makate. You should know that. Uh, and uh, and it yeah, took me a long time it. to concede that throne uh, because. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so, no, but honestly, uh, when I first met this gal, like, I, I think I was still like, I still had like a toe in the Jesus waters, you know, and, uh, in yeah. my Catholic upbringing. And, uh, I was, um, I, I would see the things that she would post and they you really, tell them about our very first conversation. I they think. really challenged me. The things her ideas challenged me, but also like, I, I, am pretty adept at arguing the contrarian point of view of pretty much anything. And, uh, so right. I, I found myself kind of poking holes in, uh, uh, in different big ideas that she had, uh, and, and she was unwavering, and, uh, and honest, and then right. it, it, it didn't take me that long to figure out, uh, it took me a little while, it took me 25, 25, 20, years. 25 years inside of 10, uh, to, to, you know, <laughs> to kind of grab onto some things, because one of the things that is really hard to do is talk about magic matter-of-factly, when you don't uh-huh. think you're capable of magic? Well, I think that the problem there is that we have this uh, skewed idea of what magic actually is, and it's truly alchemy within your own life, right? And it's, it's the ability to yeah. master your energetic properties and sway things in the way that you hope that they go, right? And so we have this Harry Potter magic wand um, idea of what magic is, and that's just not the case, right? Yeah, I think right. that's, I think that's part of it. I think that when people talk that that's exactly right. When she talked about magic, I had this idea of you know somebody shooting uh, lightning bolts out of their hands, uh, you know, and 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 let's be honest, only Sith uh, shoot lightning bolts out of their hands. The Jedi would never do that <laughs> ever. Uh, and so uh, you know, maybe, maybe some dark magicians, maybe they do do that, but um, do do. She. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said do. That's funny. <laughs> she she was talking about ideas that were just so outside of my 
belief structure. Uh, and yeah. then, um, I, you know, around the time, well, actually, the first night we met was one of the darkest days of my life, and that was uh, the day of a funeral of my cousin's nine-year-old kid, and I was on a, I, it was an Irish wake, I was on like a three-day bender, and, uh, and I was insufferable, and she hated me. Uh, and, um, and then, uh, from there, I don't think we saw each other for about another year and a friend's wedding is what brought us, a friend's wedding brought us together. It was a full year. Was it a calendar? Yeah. It was another, it was another 12 years. Yeah, it was, yeah. By, 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 by the way that we're counting the years in our relationship. Yeah. It was easily another decade. And then, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and so, um, at that point though, uh, we had been talking and she was, she was kind of, you know, she was talking about ideas that really intrigued me because I had come to plant medicine roughly around that time, and it had opened my eyes up a little bit. Um, but I was jaded. I, uh, you know, when when she and I first met, I was I was using drugs and not the good kind. Uh, I was yep. I was kind of lost, and I was as far away from God as I'd ever been in my life. And I was a kid that just bought in to the magic of God and the spirituality and. And I really right. did. Like, I thought I was going to work. I didn't want to be just like a run-of-the-mill priest either. I wanted to be like James Woods and John Carpenter's vampires. I, I, and, and actually, one of my one of my uncles was an exorcist for the Vatican. And so, like, there were these, like, cool oh, jobs. Really? Yeah, there were, like, these cool jobs that existed within the church that, like— they were like they they were magic jobs, yeah. right? Like they yeah. were they were magic jobs. They were they were like I'm like hey, that's a legit paladin, you know. Um, and uh, yeah. and so I you know I thought that that was kind of my course. Anyway, that was early on in life. But as I as I'd been more jaded and things kind of looked dark around me, and I made pretty bad decisions in my early twenties and was dealing with the consequences of those decisions. And then my dad got <clears throat> got sick. Um, I was as far as away from God as possible, and plants brought me back to God. Uh, yeah, plants, plant. plants, and fungi brought me back to God. And now it, ch- it was changing my idea of God, you know. Yes. Uh, and um, and so that was kind of a weird thing. But it was my my now wife, uh, and then Crush, who was making me understand, you know, that God was this bigger idea and wasn't this you know, this bearded guy in the sky that wanted to punish me. Yeah, and it was, it's just so far right. beyond what average people call God. Yeah. We need a different It was word. bigger. Yeah, God was bigger than, than what people allowed me and, to believe as a kid. You and, know? and I think that's why a lot of people who were raised, um, like one of my bandmates, Daniel, was raised Seventh-day Adventist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's that? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know a couple of those. Yeah, it's it's full on, eh? Um, and and he has a bit of a hang up around using that word because it has so much of a connotation. Like God means in the in that sect, and in, I think most Christian religions has a, it's not it's not proposed as oh this is the all encompassing, all infused. Uh, there's no difference between the creator and the creation type of energy, right? It's yes. like, it's the singer, it's the singer and the song. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we're not taught that. We're taught that God is other. And now, yeah. so now what we can do is come circle back around. And what you were saying about fear is like fear is separation. And there is a lot of fear, I think, related to God. Not always, but it's also an illusion of separateness. Totally. And and if I want to and if I want to touch on what you were saying about Jesus, like 
I was raised Catholic, of course. I was raised in St. Louis. Went to Catholic And I got way away from all of it, too. And then I've done, like, more esoteric studying in recent years on, like, on, uh, I guess, esoteric mystic Christianity, which is actually more like Essenes, which were the mystics of the time. Mary and Joseph, yeah. And, yeah, all of them, the whole family. And what they're not, they're they're not saying and like worship worship this other thing or worship this other person even right. what what they're trying to say is like find that in yourself that's the whole point and you have that in you totally and so it's not necessary it well it is the separation of us from god but it's also our unworthiness and the, the guilt yes. and the, the rigmarole that we have to go through to be worthy of God's love and the sacrifices that we have to make. And so um, I also have a, a wildly esoteric education, and I think that um, ultimately my job is giving people permission to know that their pursuit of worthiness is not evil or sin in some way. Yeah. It's not wrong right. to, to know that you are the the living breathing embodiment of what we call god yes exactly right and and so often i think we no matter how much work we do people are still don't feel worthy and it's like no you are that that's your that's actually your birthright and it doesn't matter what you've done in your life like you're already that that there's a great um there's this there's an artist i've been listening to musician named nick mulvey and he's got this great line, which is everything I was looking for, I was looking through. It's like, you're looking for it, but you're already looking at it, and it's looking through you. Like, it's already happening. <laughs> you are you are already it. You are that which you seek, right? And that's like, it's a really simple concept, but it's actually hard to wrap your head around if you haven't, if you spent your whole life not thinking that. A hundred percent. And what's what's interesting is you said, you know, we were taught of the separateness of God. But what's crazy is, it's like, you know, as a kid, you can't point out like kind of the the hypocrisy of that statement because because they're constantly right. telling us that that God is everywhere and God is everything. He's omnipresent, omnipotent. Um, yeah. He's, you know, yeah. uh, and and and. But then all of us. But then also, you're not him, and that doesn't jive, right? So like, there, there yeah, <laughs> there's just sense. an under there's there's there was just a, a, a the missing link, right? We always talk about the missing link in evolution, uh, but right. very rarely do we talk about the missing link uh, of our connectedness to God. And and so what structured religion did was they said, okay, well, God gave us his his only son, and his only son is our connector to this thing, uh, to, to, to him. And, uh, if, if we, you know, if we honor, if we honor his, his, his son, then, then we honor him. Um, but his son is, is, is we, his son is us. And, and, you know, when you look at Christ, the, the man, and if you, if I, I firmly believe that whatever the infinite looks like after this, and I feel as though I've seen several glimpses of it. And honestly, most of them, we're all pretty. We're all pretty. Uh, wonderful. Uh, pretty wonderful. Great places that uh, that I felt home at, and I and and again that kind of helped me keep from uh, fearing my mortality. Um, yeah. Let me shut that door, please. Um, but you know, we. Sorry, I got sidetracked here by a customer coming in. Um, 
we we, right. we we got to a you know we got to a point where I am I am trying to um, I'm trying to marry. I've seen the infinite, and what I've seen has made me not fear death, and as a matter of fact, has brought me closer to God. And if that is an understanding that I am God, that's fine. And I understand how hard that is for people to hear. Uh, and I, so I try to uh, speak about that in a way that's kind of responsible, right? I know how that stuff stings and makes people kind of wince uh, when you hear yep. somebody do that because I was one of those kids that thought, you know, People that talked like that were 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 blasphemers, you know, were heretics. And uh, except for the priests who said God is absolutely real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the deal. But I also, you know, I also believed on, and I don't know that, you know, it was some of the stories that they that they told. It wasn't until I looked at them as more, um, uh, um, what's the word, a metaphorical than than you know, yeah. set in stone that I was able to actually understand the message. Before, it was like hearing, well, how come God tapped these certain people? And uh, and that is the law. But anybody that says God told them to do that now is crazy. You know, weren't there, weren't there people yeah. when, when Moses came down from a mountain? Weren't there people that, that said, this guy is crazier than, you know, he's nuttier Absolutely. than squirrel shit. Like, I can't, I can't what, is, what is he even talking about? Right. You know? Um, so... I mean, all of all the problems, there was always going to be someone who thought they were crazy. No doubt. You know, and and I I, I think that's an amazing thing to say is because like we we study this book and there's all this like yeah God told me to do this and God said this and blah 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 and like that was okay and then and the, and then God told me to write this, but then somehow if you do that in the modern world, I don't know maybe the. I, I, I think there's plenty of people who believe you. People, you know, be like, yeah, cool. You received a download, essentially. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people be like, oh, no, no, God only God only talked to people 2,000 years ago and beyond. But, right. you know, <laughs> we lost their... Well, there wasn't any Facebook fact checkers uh, to, in 2000. <laughs> right. yeah. So, like, yeah, if Moses came down with a couple of tablets, it wasn't going to get flagged uh, saying <laughs> yeah, that it was, this like, is partly false. Uh, uh, missing content. Yeah, this is missing context. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Makate, I got to thinking about talking about uh, the medicine uh, and plants, and I've I've listened to some different. Um, you know, medicine people and, and healers talk about how, you know, there are uh, Amazonian uh, coranderos that, that believe that the medicine is uh, making itself easier to access, uh, you know, in order to actually affect some, some, some healing, right? Like, it's the way, it's the way yeah. that the earth can communicate what needs to happen in order for us to live in symbiosis. Absolutely. You know? Um, yeah. and I, I gotta think that there's quite a bit to that, you know? Um, and I've also like, also my understanding of, of, of the medicine of God, of all of this has also opened my mind to these different, these different medicines that aren't necessarily found in jungle plants or in fungi. Like I've had, I've had as healing of an experience, uh, uh, on LSD kind of on accident as I have for a ayahuasca ceremony that I prepared for six weeks for, you know, leading up to right. it and, and meditated on the whole time. And it just like every now and then, um, this, this thing that's in our, these, this, these chemicals that are, that make up our body, uh, you know, yeah. they have a way of communicating these, these different 
things or or catalyzing, I guess, if that's totally. uh, a word, uh, uh, some some actual real um, change in thought and 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 belief structure. I mean, it was it wasn't all that long ago. I I had and I'm, I'm I I try to avoid taking. Uh, psychedelics recreationally. Uh, psychedelics can be fun, yeah. but uh, I also preach about you know set and setting and how important it is uh, to have yeah. you know to 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 have an idea of why you're doing what you're doing. To do things mindfully and not mindlessly. And I think McKenna actually talked about that a little bit. Like it, it's one thing yeah. to like nobody should just casually be taking any of these things just because. Like even if you're trying to have some fun with friends, still kind of have an idea. Of, of what you're working on, you know, and well, uh, the, word, the word the word we need is container. There, okay. You have to the word the word that I would use there is container. You have to create a container, or actually, it can be really dangerous. Yeah, it can be fun. I've actually witnessed things get into people, and I've watched I've watched switches flip in people because the container was not held properly. Yep. So even if you're just having fun, yep. that you can go to the forest and have fun, but create an energetic container for the experience to, ha- to happen within. And then once you've done that, in all sincerity, the hilarity can happen. But Absolutely. But it happens with, within a safe container. Totally. And the way that we can prepare ourselves for that is through, um, uh, in my professional and personal opinion is through um, deep meditation. And you talk about using plant medicines as a catalyst to get to that space. I wholeheartedly agree in that. Obviously I'm married to Craig Kohler, right? However, um, <laughs> right. Um, however, I was very, 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 very late to that, that game. You know, I was very, very, very much uh, an established adult by the time I got to that space. And so I didn't have that recreational background that everybody else did when they were teenagers and uh, or in their 20s even. And so um, what I know and the way that I knew to release DMT within my own body and the way that I was taught from uh, my metaphysical schools were to go into deep meditation and holotropic breathing and and to be able to access that space through my silence versus through, uh, you know, and there are many different forms. You can use drumming as a form to to get to that space. But I do believe that you need to be prepared. I do believe that you need to do all of your research. You need to be the expert before you go into that space on set and setting. You need to be the expert on the chemical composition of what's happening within your um your brain um that's making everything so beautiful or so treacherous right um right. so you're charged with uh seeking out the correct shaman for you you know and uh, shaman is a word yeah. that we use and i think that we need to use it more um and i think that we have to and you were talking earlier about how the, the medicine is making itself more available to people and uh, the very first shaman i ever met was like 14th generation Peruvian brilliance and then he came to the U.S. and got his PhD in psychiatry because he knew that was the only way that we would take him seriously um, in the West and yep. in, in the Northern West and um, he he was wow. he was my introduction into that space and I'm so grateful to have had that but had he not had that PhD I would have definitely looked down my Western nose right and so if you want to have that experience, if you want to have that journey, you are charged with knowing what you need to know to get into that space, certainly. Personal responsibility yeah. um, in, in all ways, radical responsibility in all ways. Yeah, and, and, and totally being with, depending on what we're talking about, yeah, being with someone who's been there a lot, 
is really helpful and because they help create the container. They know what that means. No doubt. And they know how, you know, they can remind you there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to this journey, if yes. need be. <laughs> and, and every multitude of things. And then ultimately, in a super ceremonial space, they got the songs, and they're carrying the ancient songs. And those songs, some of them are like scalpels. Totally. They 100% and what I, are. It darts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, they're, the container that you've created is the boat. And the plants are the boat, but the songs are the wind that steer that boat, that steer that ship, that push the sails in whatever direction it needs to go in that moment. You know, the songs are so important. That is the importance of music. And um, what I was going to say too is like, yes, the plants are making themselves more available, and it's co-creatively happening with the lineages of humans themselves and these traditions are realizing the importance that this needs to be shared now for so many, for thousands and thousands of years, both plant medicine and just, just tradition in general, whether it's, you know, the um, tribal drumming or a lot of these ceremonial ways, they were kept secret. And for good reason, because these are powerful tools and you don't just dilute them by just showing them to everyone. It's like when you have like, you receive a really powerful truth Sometimes it's best to not dilute it by speaking it immediately. It's better to, like, cultivate it and tend to that seed. And these people, like, you know, the Kogi in, in Colombia, who um, they live up in the mountains, like, they, they see themselves as the big brother to us, you know, the northern, the northern kin. We're, like, their little sibling. Yeah. And they've been, like, holding this high vibration. And, like, the monks in, um, you know, the Himalayas, they're up there holding this vibration for all of Earth. They're holding the enlightened field for all of us to access. And they've been doing so for a long, long time. But now it's like, all right, little brother, little sister, it's kind of ruined. Like, they're destroying the Earth rapidly. <laughs> we, we Now it's time for us to share. And they've done so very graciously. And I'm so grateful that these, these wisdom keepers that have carried things down for tens of thousands of years are willing to share their teachings with us so that we can all heal on an individual level and thus inspire the collective. You, uh, you said something that, uh, really rang true with me, which is like, it's important to have someone to remind you there's a beginning, a middle and an end. And I think for me, one, that, that is, that right there is one of the most challenging things about this space for someone who's new to it is like, is this ever going to end? You know, is this, just, yeah. is this just what my life is now? And, and, the, and the funny thing mm-hmm. about it is, is none of us are ever, uh, are ever ab- above that. Um, you know, right. we have a, uh, we have a, a situation where, I, you know, recently uh, I'm I'm in the space. It's pretty heavy. Uh, the uh, it was it wasn't a heavy dose that I took, but it it was hitting like it was about four doses that I took. And yep. I remember sitting there uh, saying, you know, uh, I remember sitting there being like, man, 
I don't know. Like, something doesn't feel right. When is this going to end? You know, when you're in the peak of this situation, and, and this is a space that I've been in forever, and, and then somebody else uh, who is very close to me who also does a lot of medicine work was like, yeah, this is really strong. Like, I feel like I'm still climbing. We may be, you know, we may really be in for it. Like, we might be, we might be still talking about this tomorrow. Like, that's how heavy this felt. And then, like, yeah. as it starts to kind of, uh, as, it, as it starts to kind of wean off a little bit, as it starts to fall off, and it's only about a couple hours after that, which might feel like an eternity, might feel like five minutes, years. depending on what you're, yeah, it might be 12 years, uh, 25 <laughs> years. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, what, what and, then, and then I remember looking at my buddy and saying, oh, yeah, it's almost like I planned this. You know, it's, it's almost like I've been here before and knew exactly that we were going to be okay. But, but sometimes, uh, yep. you know, it's, it's, that's even, even the most um, traveled uh, person can get lost in that infinite. And, uh, and especially if there's a bunch of competing energies and anxieties to balance throughout the room. Because, you know, when people, uh, my wife especially, my wife is an empath. She's a powerful, powerful empath. She can, yeah. We can be driving down the highway, and she's like, ooh, that person's sick in that car. And I'm like, what? You know, so like yeah. she, she's got these abilities that, like, because I had no frame of reference, I couldn't really relate to. And it was actually, med- it, it, and it very uh, typically is, the medicine space, when I'm sitting in that space, that I can take those feelings on. Now, I've always been really good at reading people when I come into a room, but you know, playing poker right. and then and, but but feeling what they're feeling deep down at the, in front of the the face that they're uh uh <laughs> you know, um yeah, yeah, I mean just just, you know, I I feel like um the medicine taught me empathy as well. Uh, Roy, to, real quick, I'm going to go to the text line. Uh, Roy, we don't have a call-in number uh, right now. It actually, we recently shut down, but we are actually, because of uh, who we have on the phone right now, Makate calls in every Wednesday for Potty Talk to Plant Medicine. It's a segment where we, where we, talk, about, where we talk about Sister Act and ayahuasca. And, um, and, uh, and Roy, I don't, I don't want you to uh, feel uh, alienated uh, by, this, by this community. And the last thing I would want anybody to think is that it's an uninviting community. I would say you don't know the community very well if you feel that way. Uh, there's no call-in number. But we will have a call-in number, and if you tune in, we're here every morning from 7 to 10. Uh, you can always uh, message in. We did have a voicemail line uh, that I can set back up. But I'm going to have this set up so we will be able to to take some call-in. Right now, it's kind of a one-man operation as we don't have a producer in studio for the morning shows, so it's a little bit tough. If you want to call in on Mondays or something, we can make that happen, Roy. Uh, but keep tuning back. This is where we talk about cannabis, and it's where we talk about plant medicine, and we hope that your feelings weren't hurt. Back to Makate. Um, so returning to... Plant- I love that. Where we talk about sister acts and ayahuasca. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that there's, okay. so, there's so much value in being humbled by the medicine. I think that, you know, uh-huh. to, to under... And I tell people quite often in my own practice that if you know the true power of what you are, you have to be humbled by it. And, you know, we have this, and I know, Makate, I heard you on the show, I think, two weeks ago, and we were talking about the value of having ego and and the ridiculousness that is the ego death. And I think that you have to have Mm -hmm. the ego to have your teeth brushed and to be presentable and to to be educated enough to have an intelligent conversation um, to spread the information, right? And so, um, yeah, go there, be big, be enormous, but also... 
being humbled by the medicine is valuable to all people. Oh, man, is all it ever. People. I, I find myself, I, and Makate, I don't know yeah. if you can relate to this, bud, but, um, you know, once you kind of find a familiarity in that space, uh, for me, um, you know, I haven't had a, a real, I don't call them bad trips, we call them challenging trips, and I haven't had one for a long time, yeah. and the one time I had it was because... I was being very irresponsible, and I broke all uh, of my rules, and uh, and it broke me in a way that <laughs> really had me uh, reevaluating some some things in my life. Um, however, my integration over the course of the next week or two was better than any integration that I had had, and uh, there is yeah. I, I I cannot preach this gospel enough, and that is. If for some reason fear is keeping it, the plants seem to be, or fungi seem to be calling to you, uh, but the fear of, of seeing scary stuff is keeping you from doing it, just know that that fear is temporary. Uh, you may see some very difficult things. You may feel some very difficult things. You may use senses you don't know that you have to experience difficult things. But when you come back to this reality, you will have a greater perspective of those things in a way that they can't hurt you anymore. And, and yeah. that is something that I, I cannot get, seem to get through to people. They're the, the people that psychedelics, uh, uh, entheogens is you know, what I prefer because I truly believe that they are vehicles to God. Totally. Uh, yeah. the, the thing that uh, keeps uh, anybody, even people that still choose to do it but can't, aren't quite getting the message, uh, I think the thing that keeps them from doing that is, is, pretend, uh, is uh, insisting on having control, totally. and until uh, uh, until you become comfortable with the idea that you are safely out of control of this situation, yeah. you become yeah. you then become a uh, uh, you then become a student to the lesson. Right? As long as you're trying to yeah. teach the lesson, you you can't really you can't really learn it. And as soon as you kind of sit down and say, "Okay, this one's going to be tough." But I'm going to get through it. I'm 100% physically safe where I'm at. I'm surrounded by people I love. I'm in a safe environment. This medicine uh, really presents no physical danger to me unless I go out and do something, unless I leave this container that yes. I've created for myself. Yes. Uh, right. As long as you are good with that, then be open to the idea that the scary stuff that might drum up from your past or the, or the anxieties that are, you know, that are attached to your mortality or whatever... Um, you know, all of those things are just there. What you see in them uh, is you'll get a plan to attack them. I never, I didn't know when my dad was sick, I didn't know what ayahuasca was going to do for me. I knew mm. that I was going to ask it for understanding, for understanding mm. why I was in this situation. And that was going to be my intention, but I didn't know how it was going to do that. And frankly, I don't think there might have been one moment that really stands out as blatantly like about my dad. And that was his voice speaking to me. And then when integrating, having a conversation with my sister and her parroting what he said without me telling her what he said. And I was like, OK, that's big. That's a big thing that is like it, that's more than just my my crazy imagination. Right. But more than yeah. that, like, oh, yeah. it wasn't something that I heard or saw. 
It was something that I, I felt. It was something that I heard. It was oh. something I saw. Something I tasted. It was something that I experienced with senses. I can't. I don't have sufficient language to explain to people in this dimension. So, so the way that I would explain it personally is that yes, you're going to battle with your demons, but you're given uh, adequate armor. Like you're given, you're given the adequate tools to get through. And then once you've gone through hell, nothing in the third dimension can frighten you or, or take away your dignity or um, challenge you in a way that you've already challenged yourself. Like if you're going through hell, keep going, yes? But those demons, yeah. um, we talk about dancing with demons and, and making friends with our shadow. And um, I personally yes. had a very literal experience with um, uh, ayahuasca and making a demon. My, it's my demon. If I have angels, the math of this universe says for every action, there's an equal and an opposite reaction. So I must also have demons. And while, you know, demons have been wildly demonized by the Catholic Church, um, <laughs> They have also um, been a major propellant for me to move forward um, within my own life because I don't have to fear myself anymore. I don't have to fear my husband's love for me um, as being uh, uh, something that might one day go away. I don't have to fear the death of my child, although that's a mother's worst nightmare. It was something that I was shown in ayahuasca was... Uh, my children being ripped apart by a pack of wild dogs, right? Like, and I'm realizing in that moment, like I was the vessel that those babies came through. They don't belong to me though. They belong to source and to source or, or to themselves. And then they'll go back to that. They'll return to that. Right. And so, uh, yep. none of those things can be taken from me because I've earned my place spiritually. Right. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. 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 It makes, um, you know, to touch on what you're both saying and, and around the, the fears of, of entering any sort of space that will essentially bring up your fear, right? There's fear around fear. But if you do not, if your fear is not brought into the light, it has way more power over you because it's existing in your, in your sub, subconscious programming which is playing out in your every action of every day because you are not looking at it. And, and if you are refusing to look at it, it's still going to be there. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you, just because you're not looking at it doesn't mean it's not there. And, and I think that's part of the reason that makes going into those kind of spaces, ceremonial spaces, scary for people because they sense, wow, my fear might come to the surface. But by bringing it to the surface, you are taking away its power. By looking at something in the eyes, you remove its power over you. What now it's in the light. Now we're like, cool, we can, either, we can either let go of this or we can integrate it and realize that was part of ourself. And now we can integrate it and, and uh, look through different eyes. And um, I think part of, part of what, you were, what you were talking about, Greg, was, um, you know, being afraid of going in and, and things being scary. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, look, you know, to tie in with what you said at the beginning of the show, it's like, look at some of the stuff that's happening in the world. That's pretty effing scary. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, and it's like, there's scary stuff happening everywhere. And, um, I don't know, it's just like this, this unwillingness to break and the unwillingness to feel. I think like, yes, especially as guys, yes, you know, and maybe just as Western humans, like 
we have been bred to like not feel and to not break. And that's why when I look at people who are in power, who are causing a lot of trouble in this world, certain ones in particular, they absolutely refuse to break. And the breaking is so beautiful because it's like, God, I don't have to control everything. You know, I don't have to make everything about me. I don't have to like assert my power over everyone else. I can just break. And when you break, you, what you find is you're falling into this, like cradling the cradling arms of God. There's like, They've just been waiting for you this whole time. And the moment you break, it's they're like, ah, there you are. There you are. You know? Welcome home. Yeah. Welcome home. Finally, you broke. And so it's like, don't be afraid to break. I think when I look at, like, the world and I see, like, a lot of issues, it's like, it's around breaking. And, and when people don't break, they can't access their heart in the same way. Mm-hmm. And, but when you break, it's like, you, you eventually just have to come back to, like, gratitude. And love, and it's like it's all so simple. I yeah. uh, that I, I want to build on the break thing because in a recent ceremony that I sat in, uh, there was also uh, uh, the 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 ayahuascaro uh, is very talented at, at at creating soundscapes and has all of the coolest instruments you could ever imagine that make these sounds that like, <laughs> yeah. you just can't imagine. I mean, all of a sudden you'll just hear a. <laughs> Uh, it, it might be a boner. Yeah, it might be a boner, but chances are it's but just it a But it also juice might harp. be enlightening. Uh, it, might, it might be your own boner. <laughs> uh, but but in this in this uh, ceremony, uh, and they had this this uh, unbelievably um, you know large uh, gong, and the idea, and when you're around someone who is adept at playing a gong and pulling sounds out of a gong, you know the idea of it is is that it builds up to a uh, uh, a crescendo that is supposed to, you're supposed to get in it and feel the dissipation of your, of your, uh, uh, you know, of your, your, yourself, uh, into the infinite. Right. Um, and, and so the idea that you're saying, you know, allow yourself to break, you can't kind of fall back into the form that is the infinite. If you insist on keeping this thing whole, in order to get a glimpse of how you fit into everything, uh, how you fit into the infinite, and how, all, how and and to really bask in the interconnectedness of all things, you have to allow yourself to shatter, and and yep. just know that you will come back from this. Your physical body is completely safe. STL Mike said one of the best things he ever heard before going in a journey was uh, that his physical body was going to be fine. He may come back a changed person, but this thing that you are, this vehicle that you are in here is safe and you will come back to it. You might have a different idea of of which direction you're supposed to be moving and which and 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 the way what your true north becomes on your compass all of that may right. change but your physical health is fine and there's a lot of anxiety attached to that um, being able, we started off talking about mirrors and how my wife's a mirror for me. We talked about the Essenes. I believe the Essenes were big in, in on mirrors. The seven mirrors, yeah. The seven mirrors, right? So, um, allowing to put that stuff, uh, you know, look that stuff in in the mirror, look it in the eyes, and realize it that yep. it may have been a part of you, but it doesn't define who you are, right? That anxiety no. doesn't define who you are. That fear doesn't define who you are. When you allow yourself to break and shatter and rejoin the infinite. 
all of a sudden you realize that what you are is love. What you are is creation. Yep. Like the the physical makeup of you is is tangible love. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's love. It is creation. It's genesis. We are constantly, uh, uh, you know, and, 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 and it's easy to believe that it's fear and it's hate and it's anger because those are traps. They're quicksand. And once you, once you kind of, once you kind of dabble in that, it's real, it takes a little while to realize that your, your head's about to go under, you know, you are, it, it almost, you almost allow yourself to be weighed down by this so much that you have now lost what it is that are your values that keep you moving forward. So you have to continue searching for the love that you are made of. Uh, and once you kind of live in that and you allow to be, and man, I've just, I've got to sit with Ram Dass a little bit more. I know we talked about the East Forest Ram Dass uh, yeah. uh, album. And then yeah. of course, you know, Be Here Now, his great book. And I read a Ram Dass uh, uh, guided meditation yesterday morning to start the show. Ram Dass was just really great. And I think, you know, he, he learned it from... Uh, Help me out. Who was his guru? Uh, Baba. Not Maharaji. Uh, any which way. Uh, Neem Karoli Baba. Uh, and uh, Neem Karoli Baba, you know, his whole deal, like he, he, he found a way to laugh at the things that seemed like the worst things ever, right? And, 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 and Ram Das. Also, he took that and, and he, you know, you, you take your fear and you love it. You love it until your fear, your fear itself realizes that it's love right and so even when you look at that laughing through the challenge if you look back into ancient egypt and how sophisticated they were they had something called comedic law and in comedic law the job is to see the problem and giggle in its face right like that's that's the (laughs) lubrication to the next lesson the faster you can laugh the better off you are i love it i love it there we are yeah it all ties in uh, buddy, your, uh, your little videos and, and, uh, uh, your unabashed dancing, uh, gives me joy and, uh, your, your music selection gives me joy and what you share with the world and put out into the world, uh, gives me joy. And, uh, our little conversations on Wednesday, uh, uh, from, from ayahuasca to sister act, uh, bring me joy as well. And um, <laughs> if you have any other, uh, if you have any other uh, little uh, uh, just nuggets of knowledge that you want to share uh, with the crowd before we wrap this thing up, I would love for that. Other than that, I just uh, uh, in 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 the spirit of of searching for the love and uh, being the love, I just want to uh, express my love for you and uh, what you're trying to do to make it ever present in this world, my man. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I really, really appreciate that. I I really look forward to this uh, on Wednesday mornings. And, uh, yeah, I love you guys. I'm glad we got to have this chat. And, um, yeah, God, we could, I, we could go on for hours about this. I mean, it's pretty hard to summarize in 45 minutes, uh, you know, the central tenets of existence. <laughs> but, uh, I think we did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. I think I think we're we're touching on it um, pretty well. And yeah, um, yeah, we could say we let's we'll just we'll just we'll leave it here, and we can we can pick up more next time. Let's do. And uh, yeah, th- thanks for all the support. And uh, yeah, you asked earlier. Yeah, there is a new song coming out on Valentine's Day Aww. called "Love Is the Spark." Well, isn't that and, topical? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know the name of your yeah. song, pal. <laughs> Love is the, the spark. The, yeah, exactly. 
the chorus the chorus lyrics are brilliant they're written by my bandmate which is uh love is the spark that shines in the dark and darkness is the space that gives the stars their place which mm-hmm. completely ties into what we're saying it's like you have to go through the dark night because where where can light exist if not where do stars exist if not for in an infinite night oh, in an man. infinite vast art nobility you know Listen, uh, gosh, you're gonna drag me into another three minute diatribe. But here's the thing: in my last in my last medicine ceremony, the big message that I got, and it seems you know, so a lot of times, you know, you come back with these messages, and they, of course, they seem cliche. But, but I, I, I had this voice, this understanding that the medicine and the music was actually in between the notes, and I was trying to come up with what that meant, right? And I, and and I also, right. so I, so I come back from that, and after I sit with it for. You know, a while, uh, I'm still kind of trying to give a space, and I think I understood it in the moment, but I was having a hard time understanding it right here, right now, as I am. So I searched this I searched this idea, and something similar came up that was Claude Debussy saying, uh, Debussy, uh, saying that uh, the, the music was in between the notes. And, and, and I realized what that is, is what that space is in between. Uh, and then Dave Matthews tried to tell us about this a long uh, time ago. The, the Ishaya monks between, tell us it's the space uh, between. The space between the notes and the, uh, is where the medicine is and where the music is. And that space has to exist. That, can't, that blank canvas has to exist in order for the art yeah. to come out. And that's what that darkness is for the stars uh, and, and for the light. And... Um, and so I just have to remind myself all the time, even when there's a lot of noise going on, look for the space in between the notes and, I'll, and allow the, uh, the art to, uh, to come out of that. I can't wait to hear your song. Yeah. What's that? I said I can't wait to, to hear, hear your song. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun one. And uh, what we did was we put out an open, open invitation for people to sing on it, and we ended up having like 40 of our family and friends. Cool. And uh, I sent them a little section, the chorus section, and they all just sent back like iPhone recordings or whatever they had. And then I had to manually go in and put like 40 different people into the choir. Um, so it's, you know, like my mom's on it and other people, other band members, moms and, and our co- my little cousins and just a bunch of our friends. Um, so yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a song of, uh, uniting and, um, you know, taking care of each other and finding, you know, like you guys are saying, finding that, that love and that spark. In, in the darkness, and um, that's what we have to do because it's a crazy world out there, and uh, yeah, just keep igniting that fire in ourselves and then thus, you know, inspiring it in, in each other. Makate, I love you, brother. Hey, real quick, someone just asked uh, your Instagram. It's Makate, 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 isn't it? Makate, 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 M-A-K-E-T-E. Times three. Yep. Got it. I just put it in the, uh, the text line. Uh uh, Makate cubed. If you're if you're uh, if you're trying to find him on Instagram, uh, Makate, I look forward to our next conversation. And uh, it was really good to meet you. And uh, yeah, you and do. to meet my wife in person. And uh, I'm I'm gonna slide in your DMs about a little date that maybe we can make happen uh, because we got some interesting people. We've got friends coming from Colorado uh, for this date, and uh, it would be really neat if we could get you along for the ride as well. Uh, so maybe, you know, with enough, uh, with enough heads up, maybe you can make it back home and, and, uh, spend a little time in the woods howling at the moon with us. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. That yeah. would be amazing, my man. All right, buddy. Well, we'll right. talk to you soon. Uh, thanks for calling in and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Awesome. Have a great one. Be well, my man. 
Ladies and germs, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary, sentient, artificial intelligence, flora, fauna, fungi alike. <laughs> uh, that was fun. I, I always enjoy talking to Makate. I enjoy all of you keeping me company this morning. I enjoy my lovely, beautiful, brilliant wife bringing me my glasses. I was once blind, but now I see. Uh, uh, I, I enjoy everything that you guys make possible, and... Uh, I also appreciate um, how many people, uh, I, I've already had a dispensary reach out to me this morning. I appreciate people having the grace to allow me to apologize for my snark uh, and, and, and uh, for us to pick up where we left off marching, marching forward uh, to, to take this thing across the goal line. We still need to get medicine to people. And um, I certainly haven't tried to make enemies of people that I know that that is also their goal. Um, I'm not going to hold people accountable for what uh, they have no control over. Uh, I am going to ask for their help, though. So this was, this was my plea uh, for your help. Uh, uh, this is a celebration of our community. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for making everything uh, uh, so special. And, baby, I love you. Thanks for letting me talk to Makate because I've been uh, really chomping excited about bit. it. I have been chomping at the bit. Babe, do you know? Um, I, I love a I love a man that's been humbled by the jungle. Mm, you know. Mm, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I like and, and not to mention I like to have friends in in beautiful very places. high places. Yeah, very high places. That's exactly right. Uh, babe, do you know how we? In this show, I'm, I'm just out of curiosity. Do you I've seen the show once or twice. Yeah, but How maybe we, you could walk me through it. Yeah, I think we well, we just say one thing to end the show. Oh, do you know what that is? I think maybe cowabunga. cowabunga.